might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. Але відповідальність. Відповідальність за це і на тих, хто вже 13 днів не може ухвалити. Десь там, на заході, десь там в кабінетах, очевидно, необхідне рішення. На тих, хто досі не убезпечив українське небо від російських вбивців. Хто не врятував наші міста від авіаударів, від цих бомб, ракет. Хоча може. 13 днів, коли ми чуємо тільки обіцянки. 13 днів, коли нам кажуть, що ось-ось буде допомога у небі. Будуть літаки, нам їх передадуть. Я буду звертатись безпосередньо до народів світу, якщо лідери світу не докладатимуть усіх зусиль, щоб зупинити цю війну, цей геноцид, звичайно. Welcome to Might as well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. My fellow South Africans, the darkness is back. And I'm scared. Okay? I gotta come clean. Okay, bruv? I can't be out here acting like a fucking gangster. I'm scared. I'm terrified. I'm young, I'm black, I'm hungry, I'm horny, bruv. I was out here trying to make myself some food. Fuck! Right? I was out here. I was out here working on a on a decent meal. Why? Because I'm a decent man. Right? I deserve it. I deserve to eat good. Bruv, I was out here trying to make myself some food. Black boy on the stove. Right? I was out here whipping something. Playing with hot sauce. <laughs> Fuck. Playing with aromat. Playing with salt. Bruv, I was out here wildin', living my life like it's golden, high on bath salts, bruv! I was out here trying to make myself some lunch. And then what happened? Huh? And then what happened? The government, the government, governmented. That's what happened. Okay? I was out here, I was out here, right? Right? Just, just hovering. Uh, hovering. Hovering over the fucking stove Trying to make myself some food And then the government decided to government And then, and then I got hit Well, my block got hit By a fucking blackout (laughs) We don't have electricity right now, bruv And my neighborhood is spooky as far Okay? 
spooky as fuck, bruv. My neighborhood looks like my cousin's boyfriend, bruv. My neighborhood is spooky. That fucking guy is spooky. <laughs> bruv, yo, my cousin is dating some fucking ruffian. <laughs> bruv, my cousin is dating some spooky ass nigga, bruv. <laughs> This is real. This is real. Fam, my cousin is dating some fucking, some, some scary movie ass nigga, bruv. I was like, bruh, where the fuck did you get this nigga from? Bruv, hey, hey. And not only is she dating this fucking nigga, bruv, my cousin procreated with this fucking nigga, bruv. Yo, hey, it's getting spooky. Welcome to the metaverse. Welcome to the fucking metaverse. But I digress. Okay, bruv. I fucking digress. We don't have electricity in the East Rand of Johannesburg right now because load shedding is back. <laughs> Congratulations, South Africa. We played ourselves by fucking picking these motherfuckers to run the country. Legit, bruv, these niggas are farmers! Let's just, let's just keep it a buck, okay? Our leaders are farmers. Let's just call it what it is! Okay, bruv, I'm sick and tired of beating around the bush. I'm sick and tired of yo-yoing around the fucking topic, bruv. Hey, listen, our country is ran by fucking farmers. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Right? These looters are farmers. These losers are farmers. These geriatrics are farmers. Bruv. Bruv. Our government, our government is governmenting. Right? And by that I mean, <laughs> by that I mean, our government is doing what it does best. Right? Right? These, mo these motherfuckers are not delivering. That's what they do. Right? Bruv, they make bold promises. Oh, you niggas are gonna have permanent electricity. Bruv, I'd be like, fam, is this Russia? Do we have a fucking nuclear power plant? Bruv, at this rate, I might take my talents to Russia. I might take my talents to Moscow. I might fucking plaster a Z all over my fucking garments because I'm sick and tired of this shit. Bruv, hey, at this rate, I might fuck around and start supporting Russia's invasion of Ukraine. This is it. This is it. Bruv, I'm officially for sale. I'm officially for sale. You might have seen the Z symbol a lot in the last couple of weeks since Russia invaded Ukraine. The symbol has been sweeping social media after first appearing as an identifier on Russian tanks. But what does it mean and where did it come from? Well, the Z is essentially being seen as a propaganda symbol for the Kremlin. A fellow at the Wilson Center think tank said some interpret it as a symbol for victory and that it has become a sign for a new Russian ideology and national 
identity. As well as appearing on tanks, ordinary Russians have been painting the symbol on their billboards, bus stops and taxis in an apparent show of support for the invasion. A Russian gymnast competing in Doha also displayed the symbol on his outfit as he stood on the podium. Professor Michael Clark also said the symbol can have a more practical meaning, telling troops where they're going, stopping friendly fire and showing areas in Ukraine that have been taken by Russian forces. Fam, what's a transgender chick without a dick? <laughs> a eunuch? Bruv, hey, what's a Russian tank without a Z? Huh? Bruv, what's a country without electricity? Bruv, I'm out here asking important questions. Okay? What's a country without electricity? Bruv, let's break down the Zs. How the fuck? Did the letter Z become the symbol of support for Putin's war? Huh? Let me break it down. Bruv, as Russian forces assembled along Ukraine's borders, open source intelligence showed the letter Z painted on the side of their tanks. Was it short for Zapad, which means West in Russian? Or a desire to take out Vladimir Zelensky, the god! The fucking god! What the fuck do these Zs mean? I'm pretty sure you've seen them, right? Painted on the side of Russian tanks. What do they mean? Huh? Hey, bruv. Hey, what does that fucking Z mean? Break it down, Maui. <laughs> Break it down. I'm out here talking to myself. Why? Because I'm losing my mind. Why? Because we don't have electricity. We don't have electricity. There will never, never, never be Lord shedding again. Lies. This past week, Ivan Kuliak, a Russian gymnast, plastered the letter Z on his uniform when he took to the podium beside a Ukrainian competitor at the Gymnastics World Cup in Qatar. Hey, the fuck are we doing? Huh? Bruv, as a fucking species, what are we doing? Bruv, there's a literal war going on outside. Niggas ain't safe from. Right? And, and, and we are out here hosting gymnastics world cups? Hey, Qatar, cut the shit. How about that? You niggas, you niggas have slaves building stadiums in preparation of the FIFA World Cup. Hey, and and while all of that is happening, you motherfuckers are hosting gymnastics World Cups. Stop. Hey, hey, kindly please stop fucking around, Qatar. In a shocking revelation, reports suggest that more than 6,500 migrant workers from India, Pakistan, Nepal, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka have died in Qatar since it won the right to host the World Cup 10 years ago. Now, according to reports, an average of 12 migrant workers from these five countries died every week in the period between 2011 and 2020. A total of 2,711 Indians were among the migrant workers who have died in Qatar since 2010. The most number of migrant workers who have died in Qatar have come from India, followed by Nepal, Bangladesh and Pakistan. 
Now, despite this report, the actual death toll could be significantly higher, as these figures do not include deaths from a number of countries which send large numbers of workers to Qatar, including the Philippines and Kenya. And these deaths have been mounting since 2010. They took place at a time when the streets of Doha were filled with ecstatic crowds celebrating Qatar being awarded the prestigious sporting event. Nick McGinn, the director of Fair Square Project, an advocacy group specializing in the labor rights in the Gulf, claims that many workers who have died were employed on these World Cup infrastructure projects. In the past 10 years, Qatar has embarked on an unprecedented building program, largely in preparation for the football tournament in 2022. Qatar has been building seven new stadiums and a host of other infrastructure projects, including a new airport, public transport systems, hotels, and an entire new city that is all set to host the final. However, Qatar's ambitious plans for the World Cup have been criticized, especially its treatment of migrant labor that often work under harsh conditions. Stop milling about. Stop backflipping about. Cut the shit. Okay, Qatar? Cut the shit. And get your fucking slaves to finish building these godforsaken stadiums. Okay, bruv? I'm sick and tired of Qatar's shit. Legit. These motherfuckers are hosting gymnastics World Cups. Bruv, I thought, <laughs> I fucking thought that the Olympics were the fucking gymnastics World Cup. That's what I thought. Right? So, so please, hey, pardon my ignorance. Please, hey, please. Please, hey, um, hey, please, pardon, huh? Pardon my ignorance. Right? I know a lot. However, evidently, I don't know everything. I'm willing to learn. I'm a great student. So please edify me. Edify the boy. Right? Edify the boy. Legit, bruv. Hey, hey, teach me something. Enlighten me. All fucking facts. Right? I know. I know. I know. Right? I'm super, I'm super didactic. However, when it comes to bullshit like this, I don't know anything. So please, hey, teach me! This is your fucking opportunity to teach the boy. I know I'm a fucking oracle. Right? I know. I know that I know a lot. But bruv, when it comes to motherfuckers backflipping in tights, huh? How about, I don't know anything, niggas are big flipping and tights, gay, gay, right? Hey, bruv, listen, hey, we support the LGBTQI community over here, bruv. However, niggas back flipping and tights, ah, gay, right? Hey, hey, listen, it's gay, niggas back flipping and <laughs> gay. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I ain't saying... I ain't saying there's, there's something wrong with it. I ain't saying there's something wrong with backflipping in tights, no. Right? Nor am I saying that there's something wrong with being a gay dude, bruv. Listen, hey, do you? Inshallah, we are all God's children. And bruv, we support the LGBTQI community over here at the Might As Well Audio Experience and, of course, XO Royalty. Of course. Of course, 
right? We support the gay community, but bruv, hey, let's keep it a buck. Backflipping in tights is the gayest thing on this here planet. That shit is gayer than Sumizi. This, hey, that shit is gayer than Mohali. These are all fucking facts. That shit is gayer than Supernova, Vusinova, Snova. What, what the fuck is his name? I don't know. I don't know. Right? I'm just, hey, bruv, listen. I'm just a messenger. Right? I'm just, hey, a messenger. And oh, Snova is allegedly, allegedly, allegedly gay. Right? Because, because I don't know. However, however, hey, when I see him, my fucking gay da, <laughs> my gay da just, just, just wilds out. When I see him, my gay dog goes bing wong, bing wong. However, because because I ain't trying to get sued, right? Snova is allegedly, allegedly gay. Because niggas in South Africa, of course, obviously, obviously, niggas over here are litigious. So I ain't trying to get sued. You'll never catch me slipping. I'm too good. Right, bob and weave. I'm too good. I fucking float like a butterfly and stand like a bee. Right? I'm here now. Hey, Qatar. How about, how about, get your fucking slaves to finish building these godforsaken stadiums. How about that? Huh? Stop playing around. How about, hey. Hey, push these motherfuckers harder. How about that? How about that? These motherfuckers, these fucking slaves in Katabra. Oh my God, may the good Lord be with them. These niggas be out there trucking the fuck out all day, every day. They motherfuckers be out there kicking the fucking bucket. Week in, week out. Niggas be out there passing the fuck out. Niggas be out there dying, right? Because... Because of heat strokes. <laughs> because niggas, right, I ensnared in a cocoon of heat waves. Bruv, your Qatar is hotter than a motherfucker. Hotter than a motherfucker. So pray. So pray for those fucking Qatari slaves. These are all fucking facts. Bruv, hey, these fucking stadiums, these World Cup stadiums have a lot of blood on them. Let's keep it a bug, bruv. Hey, listen. Hey, I know. Right? We love Messi. Right? We love Kylian Mbappe. Right? We love these motherfuckers. However, however, the fucking stadiums that they are going to be dribbling motherfuckers in, right, during the World Cup, these stadiums are drenched in blood. All fucking facts. Right? All fu Hey, all fucking facts. Okay? So, hey, Qatar, cut the shit. Legit, bruv. Fam, yo, yo. Putin's supporters are out there scribbling the letter Z on their garments. Right? Niggas are out there painting the letter Z on their fucking walls. <laughs> right? Right? To show their support for Russia's invasion. Of Ukraine, bruv, hey, what the fuck does the Z mean?
What does it mean? I want to know because everybody, everybody in Russia, well, not everybody, right? Putin's supporters in Russia have the letter Z all over their shit. What does it mean? Huh? Because, bruv, we have a fucking gymnast, right? Wilding out in Qatar, right? This fucking guy, bruv, this fucking guy plastered the letter Z on his fucking tights. Gay. Of course. Gay. Right? And this, this fucking dude, he's a kid. Just look at him. He's a kid. He's probably, what, 18? 17? Bruv, yo, how old is this motherfucker? Just look at him. The International Gymnastics Federation has opened disciplinary proceedings against Russian gymnast Ivan Kuliak. The decision comes after the 20-year-old wore a Z symbol on his chest whilst claiming a bronze medal on the podium of the Gymnastics World Cup in Doha. He was next to the Ukrainian gold medalist Kovtan Ilya when the event occurred. The Z, which has been seen on Russian tanks in Ukraine, has become the symbol of support for the invasion. The International Gymnastics Federation has called the gymnasts' behavior shocking. All Russian and Belarusian gymnasts have been banned from future competitions. Ivan is out here rocking onesie tights with the letter Z on him. I mean, bruv, he looks like Captain Z. He's a fucking superhero. Look at him. I feel bad for these motherfuckers. What the fuck does the Z mean? Huh? What the fuck? What the fuck does the Z mean? In Z we trust. Legit, bruv. In Z we trust. Fam, Maria Butina, a Russian spy turned politician, filmed herself drawing a Z on her coat. Bruv, the fuck are we doing? Right? And while she was out there drawing the Z, she said the following, and I quote, Keep it up, brothers. We are with you forever. Bruv, Maria, oh, what are you talking about? Hey, hey, Maria, are you okay? Maria, hey, how about, how about, hey, instead of, of drawing Z's on your clothes, how about, how about catch some Z's? Maria, you too woke. <laughs> Maria, hey, hey, listen, you are bizarro woke. Maria, hey, how about catch some fucking Z's? Do better. Maria, hey, stop being an animal. I know you belong in the fucking zoo. But hey, do better. How about that? Oh, hey, Maria, hey, relax. How about that? I just will, I just will, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just will, I just will, I just will, I just, I just, I just will, I just will, I just will, I just, I just, I just woke up one day and thought to myself, fuck it. Might as well. We live in a silly time. Bruv, Russia's state propaganda machine has turned the Z into the invasion's unofficial logo. Bruv, hey, this fucking invasion has a logo. <laughs> Bruv, hey, everything is a streetwear brand in 2022. Okay? Hey, bruv, hey, hey, everything is supreme 
in 2022. Everything needs a logo. Everything needs a fucking marketing campaign. Welcome to the metaverse. This is it. Bruv, yo, Russia's defense ministry has suggested that the Z stands for ZA, which means victory. Hey, hey, have these niggas lost their fucking minds? <laughs> hey, Russian politicians are just losing their fucking minds in real time. Do you niggas realize that? Hey, the Z stands for Tsar, right? Which means victory. The Z stands for Zelensky because evidently they're gonna kill Zelensky, right? The Z stands for Zapad, which means West. Hey, Russia, the fuck are you niggas smoking? Huh? Hey, bruv, how about stop smoking hobbly bobbly? That shit, that shit is bad for your body. That shit is bad for your lungs. Legit, bro, that shit is bad for your heart. All fucking facts. Stop fucking puffing. <laughs> stop, stop huffing and puffing and attempting to fucking blow Ukraine down because you niggas are failing. Stop it. Stop it. Because this fucking war is an exercise in futility. Dear Russia, please cut the shit. Okay? Dear Russia, hey, relax. Cut the shit. Enough with the Z's. Bruv, what the fuck is going on in Russia, bruv? These niggas are losing their fucking minds. All facts, Russian politicians are fucking unraveling. All facts, bruv. Facts. Bruv, yo, Vladimir Putin is legit unraveling. Unraveling. Еще раз обращаюсь к военнослужащим вооруженных сил Украины. Не позволяйте неонацистам и бендеровцам использовать ваших детей, ваших жен и стариков в качестве живого щита. Берите власть в свои руки. Похоже, нам с вами будет легче договориться, чем с этой шайкой наркоманов и неонацистов, которая засила в Киеве и взяла в заложники весь украинский народ. Vladimir Putin popped up on Russian state television last week, just fucking wildin'. He was out there calling Ukrainian leaders drug addicts and neo-Nazis, which is funny because he's the one who's moving like Hitler right now. It's hilarious because he's the one who's moving like a Nazi right now. Vladimir needs some fucking therapy. All fucking facts. He's a fucking nut job. Look at him. Look at him. This fucking guy needs therapy. Or better yet, let's call that bitch from 90210 to just fucking deliver some poetry into his life. Legit, bruv. All fucking facts. The fuck is going on, bruv? We live in a crazy fucking time. And of course, of course, obviously, obviously, I'm recording this in the dark. 
Even niggas score with you. My toy is soap with you. Hey, that the nigga flow with you. What to la utula top with you. Tastering umila what top with you. Get a dag and niggas score with you. Redalazi, be as easy tampo bonita. And if you call for you, it's your casco tolo man. Look at the Ari Emohovata Mopoko, Tomans, Amohalaki Pizza Mahoho, Manu Green, Ugarumoro, man. Agora Salue, the Waikiti, Osalis Molo, man. Talaluman get a radi bolo, man. Eh, di bolo, man. Am I scared? <laughs> nah, I'm scared. I'm, I'm super scared. I ain't never scared. Look at me, bruv. I'm a man. I'm a fucking G. I'm real with it. Look at me, bruv. Right? I fear no man. Now, bruv, did I just see a shadow? Right? Yeah. Yes, I did. Am I scared? No. Fuck no. I'm fucking scared. What the fuck is that? I ain't never scared. Bruv, I'm sick and tired of the South African government. Okay? These niggas are farmers. Let's just call it what it is. Right? Our leaders are farmers. They just want to farm. That's it. They just want to sell some cattle. That's it. They just want to plant something. That's it. Bruv, our president, Mr. Cyril... Ramaphosa sold a fucking Angola cow last week to Petris Motsepe for around 2.1 million rand. I repeat, Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa, right? South Africa's president sold a cow last week. <laughs> okay? To Petris Motsepe, billionaire Petris Motsepe for 2.1 million rand. Bruv, our president doesn't give a flying fuck about load shedding. This fucking guy doesn't care about service delivery. No, he's a farmer. Okay? He cares about cows. He cares about vegetation. Right? He cares about soil quality. Bruv, this fucking guy is a farmer. Okay, South Africa? Our president is a fucking farmer. I'm going to take you into an area that I know you're very comfortable in, and it comes to your cattle, the Ankole. Yes. What is it about them that fascinates you so much? Well, I first saw the Ankole cattle on a visit to Uganda. Uh, it was a herd of cattle that President Museveni has. And as soon as I saw these cattle with big horns and wonderful sort of coats, uh, multicolored, almost like our Nguni cattle, I fell in love with them. I immediately fell in love with these cattle. That is one of those that was born on my farm. And I immediately said to President Museveni, I'd like to buy these cattle. And he said, you can buy them. So I bought them and we brought them back to South Africa through embryo transfer because wow. the Department of Agriculture would not allow us to bring them in because uh, the diseases that they could bring to South Africa could wipe out our cattle herds. So we brought them in through embryo transfer, which is a scientific good way of bringing cattle in a safe manner. And today we now have this magnificent cattle in our country. They are cholesterol free. They are 
disease resistant, they produce a lot of milk, and uh, they are now available for you know purchase by anyone. And we formed the Ankole Cattle Breeders Society, so a number of people. And the wonderful thing is that a number of black people, black cattle farmers, are also joining into this. And I'm also assisting a number of them to be owners of these magnificent cattle. And we call them the cattle of the ages. Because Why is that? Cattle of the ages because it's a breed of cattle that's more than 6,000 years old. Uh, it, it came from India and came through Ethiopia and finally the Ugandans were able uh, to breed with them successfully. Uh, so and is there enthusiastic trade when it comes to these cattle and how much of it has got to do with the horns? Well, people fall in love with them because of the horns and the horns are truly magnificent. No one cattle looks like the other and uh, with that people get attracted but the meat tastes slightly different. Uh, it's cholesterol free and uh, you just need to see some of these cattle and just fall in love and which is exactly what I did. South Africa, our president sold a cow last week. I repeat, hey, our president sold a cow last week. Bruv, this fucking guy, right? When it comes to geopolitical matters, he has nothing to say, right? He sits on a fence, right? Twiddles his fucking thumbs, right? When it comes to geopolitical matters, he's not sure where he stands. He's impartial, right? He's fucking impartial. When it comes to geopolitical matters, right, he's never sure. He's like, oh no, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll help. Maybe I won't. Maybe I, I you know, I, let me think about it. Let me, bruh, hey, when it comes to geopolitical matters, our president, our president just, just oscillates between, between hot and cold. Right? When it comes to geopolitical matters, this fucking guy has no opinion. When it comes to geopolitical matters, our president is Switzerland, bruv. Hey, hey, even the Swiss no longer move like the Swiss because of the situation in Ukraine, right? But South Africa's president is out here trying to move like the Swiss. Bruv, let that sink in. The situation in Ukraine is so bad that even Switzerland doesn't move like Switzerland anymore. Right? right? Even Switzerland picked a side. Yep. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. Switzerland is standing with Ukraine, right? Meanwhile, South Africa's president is out here selling cows. He's a busy man, right? He has businesses to run, right? He has a fucking country to allegedly scam, right? Our president doesn't have time for these Ukrainian shenanigans. No. Nah. <laughs> nah, nah, 
na na. He's got cows to sell. And bruv, by the way, he sold this fucking Angola cow to his brother-in-law. <laughs> hey, welcome to the metaverse, South Africa. Okay? Our president sold a cow for 2.1 million rand to his brother-in-law, Mr. Petris Motsib. Right? Right, bro? Huh? Hey, hey, if you didn't know, let me break it down to you, right? Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa is married to Petris Motsib's sister, Dr. Tepo Motsib. <laughs> Black billionaires as well, like Patrice Motsepe. Well, I don't include Patrice Motsepe. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if Patrice is a billionaire chef. I'm not sure. I'm, I, sometimes I've got suspicion, my lord, that he's an imposter. I, I'm not sure. I, 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 I don't agree. I'm not sure. The majority of the people you refer to as black billionaires, by the way, majority of them are imposters. They are posturing. They do not own and control the claims that they, they, they are owning. So I, I don't know. I don't know of any owner of the means of production who is black and African. I can see that people who are fighting to enter that level, but as to whether they own is something else. I don't know. I mean, we were told here, my lord, that our president is a billionaire that uh, 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 he will never ask money or steal money from anyone. This is the man who must elect. Then, boom, the man has taken money from other billionaires to finance his campaign of CR17. Which billionaire does that? He presides over a party that cannot pay salaries. As a president, it comes back to you that your party hasn't paid salaries. Why would a billionaire not pay salaries of his uh, staff members? I think he just likes being called a billionaire, but the man doesn't have anything shame. They just like being called those things. I don't think they, they, they are real. I don't know. I doubt. Family first. You gotta love it. It's incredible, bruv. I admire how these niggas move. They keep the wealth within the family. Right? They keep the wealth just circulating around four people. It's amazing. I fucking admire it. Wow. Wow. We can all learn something from these motherfuckers, bruv. Political royalty. These niggas are basically kings and queens of South Africa. I fucking admire these motherfuckers. Legit. Right? Bruv, keep your family close. And that's what the Ramaposas and the Mutsipes are doing. Bruv, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Bruv, I love how South African politicians, black South African politicians, have monopolized South Africa's wealth. It's incredible. These motherfuckers are legit moving like our colonizers. Right? Like, fam, like, yo, I be looking at some of these motherfuckers in the ANC on some damn, like, 
Are you motherfuckers from the Netherlands? Huh? Are you motherfuckers Dutch? Hey, bruv, dude, listen. Listen, salute to the ANC. Nah, 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 you niggas did it, man. You motherfuckers, nah. You niggas are different. You niggas done did it. Salute. Salute to you niggas. Wow. Well, I mean, bruv, yo. Yo, whoa. Incredible. It's amazing what these motherfuckers have achieved. I, I mean, fam, like, like, bro, listen, yo, I, I'm jealous of what they've achieved. Facts. Bruv, I wish. Okay, bruv, I sometimes look at their kids and I go, damn, like that, that nigga living, right? That nigga, that nigga out there driving Ferraris, that nigga out there driving Beamers, Benzes, and Bentleys. Do I want to drive? No. Do I like cars? No. But but if I were them, like, a, I was going to have a chauffeur, right? Jeb, bruv, like, I sometimes look at them and say, damn, like, it must be nice. Right? <laughs> yeah. It must be nice. It must be nice to be, to be a political prince. Right? I wish, I wish I was a political prince, but, but evidently my family is, is full of, of honest motherfuckers, right? But, but yo, we have one scammer in the family, right? Everybody else in the family is honest, right? Everybody in the family is legit. We do have a couple of assholes. However, everybody else, you know, keeps it above board. We only have one scammer. <laughs> right? My family is too honest. Before I had a daydream okay. I had a crib before I knew how to cook When I was like 18 Most nights it was top ramen and baked beans But I thug it out before asking moms for anything yes. Yeah. Now I'm in the hills with no service Trying to dodge bitches who fucking without a purpose I will never let a woman make me feel less of a man Because I don't want to buy a Birkin oh, You send me back to the streets And I send you back to your mama house Happy hour dining, free drinks and back to your mama couch You just want a nigga with status to feel established But it ain't enough room in this farm for all your Baggage. There's a certain addiction with niggas and tricking that make it hard for women to tell who isn't. Evidently, my granddad wasn't willing to scam the nation. And this fucking guy is a diehard ANC member. Right? Bruv, yo, I be out here side-eyeing my granddad. Like, bruv, why didn't you scam? Like, bruv, why didn't you take advantage of this fucking nation? It was there for the taking. Okay? It was there for the taking. Everybody raped the fucking nation except for you. Right? You decided, you decided to tuck your dick in. Your life is nothing. You serve zero purpose. You should kill yourself now and give somebody else a piece of that oxygen and, and ozone layer that's covered up so that we can breathe inside this blue trap bubble. Because what are you here for? To worship me? Kill yourself. I mean that with a hundred percent, with a thousand percent. Now look, granddad, hey, look at your fucking progeny, okay? We are not royalty. <laughs> no, 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 we not. We ain't royalty, granddad. Where the fuck is my Ferrari? Huh? Where the fuck is my yacht? Where the fuck is my mansion? Right. My fucking granddad kept it legit. And this fucking guy loves the ANC. He would kill for the ANC. Now, granddad, tell me something. Where the fuck 
Where the fuck is my Bosasa money? Huh? Where the fuck is my is my arms deal money? Where the fuck is my gua? Where the fuck is my peace? Where the fuck is my PPE guap? What what happened to my gua, granddad? You love ANC so much. What happened to my money? Right? My granddad kept it legit. A time alarm once told me over a bottle of my tall that even a timing cause time will tell. I tell you, I am time. I'm offended by how legit he kept it. Legit, I'm offended by my granddad's honesty. These are all fucking facts. He should have stole a couple of mills. That's all I'm saying. Right? Because, bruv, I deserve to be a political prince. <laughs> I want to be a prince. Right? I want to be a prince of politics. Legit, bruv. All fucking facts. Right? He should have stole, but he didn't. Bruv, I deserve to enjoy the good life. Legit. Fam, yo, listen. I deserve to live my life. As if I'm in a J.C. LaRue ad. These are all fucking facts. I deserve the good life. I deserve to enjoy looted millions. Fuck the nation. Fuck the fact that your kids are getting choked up by asbestos. I deserve a yacht. <laughs> I want to be a political prince so bad. Fuck. That shit looks fun, bruv. Legit, that shit, nah, bruv, that shit looks fun. Let's keep it a buck. Being a political prince looks fun. Legit. All fucking facts, bruv. Right? South Africa, yo, did y'all see our political princess last week? Bruv, she announced her baby bump to the world. She was like, South Africa, I'm a woman. Hear me roar. Meow. I'm here. Your very own Rihanna. I'm here to save the day, South Africa. Right? I'm pregnant. A soccer player knocked me up. And everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Everything is going to be alright. Right? Everything's going to be okay. I'm a God-fearing woman. Rest in peace to my granddad. Fuck yeah! Aquamate my body won't kiss a worm. Bruv, hey, I wanna be a political prince. That's all I'm saying. All facts. Right? That shit looks fun, bruv. Just look at them. Look at them, bruv. Look at the Ramaposas. They're out there having fun. Look at the Mutipes. They're out there having fun. Look at the Mandela's, bro. The Mandela's are wildin'. The, Manda the Mandela's are wildin'. Look at them. Look at them. Look at the Zumas. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Look at the Zumas, bro. The Zumas, the Zumas have been fucking chowing the gua for years. The Zumas, bro, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. The Zumas have been spending the gua for years. Yeah.
Amanda. Away to Amanda. Welcome home. Welcome home to all the comrades here and the comrades at home. Siaba Sabana. Siaba Sabana. Tutuzani is barely in South Africa. He's always in Dubai, pooping on bitches. Bruv, that life looks fun. I wanna poop on a bitch. <laughs> not really. Not really. That's not me. Not really. <laughs> right? Tutuzani is barely in South Africa, bruv. Amanda. Away to bruv, this fucking guy doesn't even know how to speak Zulu. Look at him. Fam, yo, yo, I wanna be a political prince. Facts. That's my dream. Hey, listen, that's my fucking dream. I wanna be a political prince. But I digress. Bruv, our president doesn't wanna take a side in this. Ukrainian war, right? He doesn't want to take a side. <laughs> right? Listen to this. We'll take a look now at the effect Russia's invasion of Ukraine is having in other places around the world. Uh, this hour in South Africa with Nadine Theron in Cape Town. Nadine, how are South Africans following the invasion there? Well, South Africans are disappointed by um, it's the country's um, what some have called gutless president Cyril Ramaphosa and the reaction of our government in deciding not to choose sides and not uh, supporting either the uh, Ukraine or Russia. And South African President Cyril Ramaphosa this morning defended the country's decision to abstain from voting in the UN General Assembly for Russia to withdraw its troops. President Cyril Ramaphosa said South Africa is on the side of peace and South Africa wants two countries to enter into negotiation, mediation, and basically to enter into talks to form a peaceful resolution. And this has been criticized by many South Africans, especially in the light that many ANC members have in this past week Many, uh, our Minister of Defence actually celebrated with the Russians on the day that Russia invaded the Ukraine. Um, Tanya Medici attended a cocktail event for Russian Motherland Defence Day on that very moment that Russia invaded the Ukraine. Nadine, thanks for that. Nadine Theron reporting there from Cape Town. Thanks to her. Thanks. President Cyril Ramaphosa has defended South Africa's stance that the conflict between Russia and Ukraine should be ended through mediation. This comes after South Africa abstained from voting on a United Nations resolution on the escalating conflict last week, which received widespread criticism. Many described the decision as fence-sitting. He has no choice. South Africa, I told y'all that we are in cahoots with criminals. <laughs> right? Right? This right here is the byproduct of being in cahoots with Russia and China. Right? So South Africa has no choice but to, but to sit on a fence. Right? Ramaphosa and Putin sitting on a fence. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Right? South Africa, I try to warn you niggas that our relationship 
with Russia is going to come back to haunt us, right? And you are already starting to see that, right? Them cracks are starting to show. Welcome to the metaverse. <laughs> right? We have no choice but to sit on a fucking fence. We have no choice. Because Russia, oh, China, owns us. Right? Look closer. This is all about China. Bruv, as a matter of fact, China wants Russia to get weak. Look closer. China wants Russia to get weak. Why? Because the weaker Russia becomes, the more dependent it will be on China. Study geopolitics. Right? The Chinese told the Russians to chill out. They were like, hey, listen, how about attack Ukraine after the Beijing Olympics? Hey, they were like, hey, listen, nah, nah, nah. the Olympics are popping off right now. Relax, chill the fuck out. Attack Ukraine after. And then what happened the moment the Beijing Winter Olympics ended? What happened? Huh? Ukraine went kaboom boom. Right? It's all about China. China is in control here. They want Russia to be weak. Okay, bruv? Because the weaker Russia becomes, the more dependent it will be on China. Resulting in Russia becoming a Chinese satellite country in Europe. <laughs> right? Bruv, Study the game. Oh, China, we are not a fool. You make corona, many people die. You are lying, and you're making cry. Don't worry, brother, sister, we will never die. Darling, you will never fight Corona Cause China is white as so No guarantee Made in China Corona, Corona, Corona Go out and from the world Oh, China Now you tell the truth We are sitting on a fence because South Africa is heavily dependent on China, right? And Russia is basically being controlled by China. 
Russia is slowly morphing into a Chinese satellite state. Look closer. If South Africa chooses to stand with Ukraine, that's going to offend the Russians and therefore the Chinese. Simple math. Welcome to the metaverse. Life. In SA, if you are black, you're better off. Right now. Well, why is that? Because it wasn't the case 20 years ago. Just because of everything, man. Like, the odds are stacked to your favor now. Affirmative action. If I applied for a job, right, and a guy my age, same education as me, applied for the same position, uh, but he was white, I'd get the job, hands down. I mean, as a, if I was a white... Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God. Stop fucking lying. Hands... In his weekly newsletter last week Monday, President Ramaphosa said South Africa abstained because the resolution did not foreground the call for meaningful engagement. The fuck are you talking about? Namibia, Mozambique and Angola also abstained during the vote to reprimand Russia for invading Ukraine, which demanded that Moscow withdraw its military forces. The action aims to isolate Russia diplomatically. We can't afford to participate in that because we owe the Chinese simple math. It's all about China, right? It's not about Russia. No, 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 no. It's all about China. And evidently the Chinese love the Russians because they want to weaken the Russians. Bruv, yo, did y'all see the Chinese foreign minister last week? Huh? This fucking guy pulled up, right? And he said that, the China and Russia friendship is rock solid and the prospects for cooperation are extensive. That says a lot, right? This fucking guy came out and said that the China and Russian friendship is rock solid. Buckle the fuck up. China and Russia are both permanent members of the UN Security Council. China and Russia are both permanent members of the UN Security Council and each other's most important close neighbors and strategic partners. Our relationship is one of the most crucial bilateral relations in the world. Our cooperation not only advances the interests of both peoples, but also contributes to peace stability and the development in the world. Last year, the two sides commemorated the 20th anniversary of the China-Russia Treaty of Good Neighborliness and Friendly Cooperation. Given the increasingly complex international strategic landscape, our shared commitment to everlasting friendship and mutually beneficial cooperation as enshrined in the treaty is highly relevant and important not only to both sides, but also to countries across the world. I wish to stress that the China-Russia relationship 
is valued for its independence. It is based on non-alliance, non-confrontation, and non-targeting of any third party. We are determined that it is free from interference or discord sown by third parties. This is both what historical experience has taught us and an innovation in international relations. Not long ago, the two sides issued a joint statement on international relations entering a new era and global sustainable development. It sends an unequivocal message to the world that China and Russia jointly oppose attempts to revive the Cold War mindset or provoke ideology-based confrontation and stand for greater democracy in international relations as well as the purposes and principles of the UN Charter. The China-Russia relationship is grounded in a clear logic of history and driven by strong internal dynamics, and the friendship between Chinese and Russian peoples is rock solid. There is a bright prospect for cooperation between the two sides. No matter how precarious and challenging the international situation may be, China and Russia will maintain. The Chinese also came out and said the following, and I quote, Russia is our most important strategic partner, end quote. Bruv, Beijing also continued to refuse to condemn Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. The Chinese foreign minister, such a tiny guy, right? Such a small little man. He was out there talking big, you know? He was out there just fucking wilding, dick swinging, just... Right? I was like, just look at this small man. <laughs> right? I was like, just look at this tiny fucking man. Just, just look at this fucking guy. Oh, huh, electricity just got back. Fuck you, Escom. Fuck you. But I digress. Bruv, yo, the Chinese foreign minister is out here talking big. Right? Because, because he has bombs behind him. Right? He's talking big because he has bombs. He's a weak old man out here talking big because he's fucking enabled by the army behind him. Right? Because without the bombs, without the army, he's just a guy. <laughs> right? He's just he's just an old tiny man. Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie?
to the classic and just came out. Nigga, listen to it. Then go to sleep, wake up, listen to it again, nigga. It's a classic. I ain't gonna say it again. It's a classic. I'm not a classic. Look. You now have the floor. President. In the long history of the British Parliament, there has never been a moment like this. A wartime president speaking a foreign language beamed into the House of Commons from a city under siege. Zelensky's speech was a day-by-day -day recount of Russian escalation, a calendar of shelled cities, shattered lives and dead children. Fifty children have been killed, he says. They could have lived, but these people have taken them from us. And so a plea for Great Britain to live up to the greatness in its name. Zelensky compared Ukraine's resistance to the British defiance of the Nazis, referencing Winston Churchill by promising to fight Russia on the sea and in the air. President Volodymyr Zelensky is standing firm for democracy and for freedom. In his righteous defense, I believe he has moved the hearts of everybody in this house. It may have moved hearts, but it didn't change minds, at least not on Ukraine's central demand. Again, Zelensky called for a NATO-enforced no-fly zone, a repeated plea that has been repeatedly denied, no matter the casualties, because NATO is desperate to avoid a widening war. We will employ every method that we can, diplomatic, humanitarian and economic, Mr. Speaker, until Vladimir Putin has failed. Labour stands for the toughest sanctions that will cripple the Russian state. So MPs rose for one last round of applause as night fell on Ukraine on day 13 of the Russian attack. Johnson's defense secretary will announce new measures to help Ukraine on Wednesday. It will include further military aid and suggestions as to how other allies can help. But it will not include a no-fly zone. David Cochran, CBC News, London. Yay! A fire broke out at Europe's largest nuclear power plant in Ukraine amid shelling as Russia's invasion entered its ninth day. Russian troops moved into the Zaporizhia facility as the blaze at a training building next to the reactors raised concerns over Moscow's evolving tactics and a potential nuclear disaster. Ukraine has 15 nuclear reactors according to the International Atomic Energy Agency. The country's emergency service said the blaze was extinguished Friday morning. None of the six reactors were affected and there was no radiation leak. Russia's assault on the facility prompted calls between Western leaders and the Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky. In recent days, residents of the city set up barriers and occupied roads to stop Russian troops from advancing closer to the nuclear plant. As the second round of talks between Russia and Ukraine ended on Thursday without a ceasefire deal but an agreement on humanitarian corridors, Zelensky called for a direct meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin. During a televised address, Putin said everything is under control. But Moscow has faced strong resistance from Ukrainian forces and citizens and has carried out many attacks on civilian areas. 
Western officials say Russia could resort to siege tactics to trap the Ukrainian population inside urban areas, cutting them off from food and supplies. I gotta find what? if I'm told to Well, ask, you walk in, you look around, you assess the situation. I did, then, and, I, no, and you I, all you I saw was a security guard. You walked yes, in, you started asking the the guy. Who, all right, look, here's the deal. I walked in and I saw security guards. I go, where do we go to talk to the prosecutor? He goes, nothing opens before thirty. I go, we were told to come early. That's all. That's all. And then. And, and and he he won. kept saying though I don't know we don't open to, and you kept asking he doesn't know him. he's there every fucking day how could he not know because that's his job no because that, that that's not how it works at that court what do you mean that's not how it works he's there every day he knows he could have said to me at four thirty the prosecutor comes he could have said that and then everything would have been fucking he goes I don't know and I'm thinking how the fuck do you not know because you're here every day so I said where do we see the prosecutor I don't know at four thirty court I don't know. He didn't say what he could have, but this fucking asshole who barely spoke English, I don't know, I don't know. So I'm going, okay, I was told to come here. Okay, so then we go through and I go to the lady. Where do we see the prosecutor? I was told to come early. The lady is, court opens at 4.30. So nobody would answer my fucking question right from the beginning. And I'm getting aggravated because they're acting like I'm some kind of asshole for asking questions. So yeah, no, I didn't do anything wrong. He, the guy who was working at the fucking metal detector knows. The lady behind the counter who was a bitch from the beginning knew. They were all, because they're having a fucking cranky day that some white people people come in and, and ask a normal question. Sorry, we don't go to court every fucking day or every week. It's been years since I've been to court. Where do we see the prosecutor? Oh, 4.30. This is how it happens. This is how it works. Okay. Then from there, nothing. I might ask one question. Is it alphabetical order? Because I looked at the list on the wall and Voss was at the end. I go, is it alphabetical order? You'll know when it happens. So you know what? They're, they hate their fucking jobs. So if anybody questions anything they do or say, I'm the fucking asshole. The prosecutor is making dick fucking money. He's there at night. He hates his fucking job because all day long he just sits in there and hears fucking traffic stuff. And he didn't think when he went to fucking law school that he would sit in some cubicle arguing over traffic fines. So fuck him, fuck her, and fuck that whole situation because I did not do anything wrong. I did. Talking about wars, talking about guns, right? Making threats. Like it's fucking weird. It's wild. We live in a crazy fucking world. 
All of these old men. Right. All of these old senile men. Are out here talking big. Because they are emboldened. By the bombs behind them. Without the bombs. They're just. People's grandfathers. <laughs> right. Without the bombs. They're. They're nothing. Right. So we live in a crazy world because a couple of old motherfuckers have a fucking monopoly on violence. Ain't that a bitch? Welcome to the metaverse. Bravo, yo, yo, I'm out here dropping jewels, right? Am I? Yo, I'm out here dropping jewels. Aren't I? I'm dropping jewels all day. All day. All fucking facts, bro. So, yeah. It's all about China. It's not about Russia, no. It's all about China. So, South Africa is sitting on a fence because of the Chinese. President Ramaphosa said, and I quote, Prior to the resolution being passed at the UN last week. Talks between Russia and Ukrainian officials had already started. South Africa expected that the UN resolution would foremost welcome the commencement of dialogue between the parties and seek to create the conditions for these talks to succeed. End quote. President. Hey, Mr. President. How about, shut the fuck up. How, hey, how about that? Hey, Mr. President, how about, hey, go sell a couple of more cows. How about that? Huh? Go make sure that your fucking land is arable. How about that? How about that? Right? How about, go. Go take care of the fucking pasture. And then, and then, take your talents over there. It's over. Right? Like, like, hey, these motherfuckers, bruh. Hey, we need some young blood. Right? We need some young fucking presidents who understand the fucking future. Who understand the present. Who understand what the fuck is going on right now. Bruv, China has African countries by the balls. Okay, bruv? Africa as a whole is dependent on China. China owns Africa. All of these niggas don't want to pick a side because they are scared of what China is going to think. Right? They are scared of how China is going to view their stance. We live in a crazy fucking world. Legit. We live in a crazy fucking world. Bruv, Switzerland has picked a side. Even Switzerland is not Switzerland when it comes to this situation, bruv. 
Let that shit sink in. Switzerland is not Switzerland. The Swiss are not moving like the Swiss. But South Africa is trying to move like the Swiss. We live in a crazy fucking world. Legit. We live in a crazy fucking world. And these fucking Russian leaders keep calling this invasion a special military operation. What the fuck are you niggas talking about? Like, cut the fucking shenanigans. Like, bro, hey, hey, you niggas got a lot of problems. Because beyond Ukraine, Moscow is fighting a contest of economic and political endurance against the West. It's beyond Ukraine. You motherfuckers are being cut out of everything. Russia is being cut out of everything. Legit. Everything. Bruv, Russian oil has been banned in America. <laughs> Fam, MasterCard and Visa have dropped Russian banks. Apple Pay is gone. There's no Apple Pay in Russia now, bruv. Right? Apple stores are closed in Russia. So, hey, dear Russian creatives, no Mac Studio for you, motherfuckers. Bruv, did you see the fucking Mac Studio? Bruh, that shit looks fly. Oh, South Africa is getting it. Russia, nah. They've been cut out of everything, bruv. Legit, fam, fam, fam. Multiple international companies have pulled out of Russia amid its fucking war in Ukraine. Well, its invasion of Ukraine. Pepsi, Coca-Cola, bruh, Coca-Cola? Like, fam, yo, Pepsi cool. Hey, Pepsi can bounce. But Coca-Cola? Come on, bruh. Bruh, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Starbucks, and General Electric joined other international companies last week Tuesday to cut their businesses in Russia in response to the invasion of Ukraine. Meanwhile, U.S. President Joe Biden announced a ban on Russian oil and other energy imports, acknowledging that the move would drive up U.S. energy and gas prices for Americans. I mean, bruv, hey, it's worth it. It's all good. Hey, listen, hey, right, niggas can pay a little bit more for gasoline. You niggas decided to drive. Right? You motherfuckers chose to drive, so hey, how about pay a bit more for petrol? Right? Because the USA is no longer importing Russian oil. These niggas are being cut out of everything. And let's keep it about, bruv, Russia's plan is failing. Vladimir Putin miscalculated this entire thing, bruv. This whole fucking invasion is a big miscalculation. Facts. Right? But, bro, yo, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola left Russia, bro. Yo, Russians, yo, bro. How the fuck are they going to cope without Coca-Cola and McDonald's? Let that shit sink in, bro. Coca-Cola and McDonald's are everything. Legit. 
Coca-Cola is basically water. Right? McDonald's is just it's just life. Bro, how the fuck how the fuck are Russians gonna survive without McDonald's fries? I mean, bruv, how the fuck are they gonna survive without McDonald's Sprite? I mean, fam, come on! It's unfair! Bruv, what's a country without McDonald's and Coca-Cola? I mean, I mean, fam, like, yo, is your country even a country without McDonald's and Coca-Cola? I mean, fam, yo, China has McDonald's and Coca-Cola. China. Right? And those motherfuckers, those motherfuckers are out there killing Uyghurs every single fucking day, bruv. China has McDonald's. China has Coca-Cola. China has Apple. Motherfuckers are out there beeping in and out of stores using Apple Pay, bruh. Russia, man. I feel bad. <laughs> I really do, bruv. Legit. McDonald's is temporarily closing 850 restaurants in Russia. I mean, fam, this is crazy. Especially when you consider the fact that McDonald's and Pepsi have both been in Russia since the Soviet Union. Let that shit sink in, bruv. They've been in Russia since the Soviet Union. Union. They never left when Stalin was wildin'. They never left. But, but, but yo, evidently the situation in Ukraine is worse than the Soviet Union. Let that shit sink in because that's basically what they're saying. McDonald's is like, bruh, hey, listen, listen, Stalin was cooler than Vladimir Putin. That's basically what they're saying. They're saying, hey, Vladimir Putin is worse than Stalin. Welcome to the metaverse. Legit, bruv. This is fucking crazy, fam. Legit, we live in a crazy world. South Africa is Switzerland. <laughs> right? They don't want to pick a side. Ramaphosa and Putin sitting on a fence. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. This is it. What a time to be alive. Right? Niggas out there saying, oh, oh, protect the women and children in Ukraine. I was like, wait, what? Why? Uh, well, huh, wait, listen, listen. I agree. I'm in agreement with you, motherfuckers. Right? However, oh, protect the women? And children in Ukraine, bruv, I thought that women are equal to men. So why are they being protected and men aren't? Why are women being prioritized and their husbands aren't? Hold up, like, yo, if you're taking my wife to Poland, right, and I'm being left behind over here, the fuck are you niggas planning to do with my wife? <laughs> like these are, these are facts. If you're taking my girlfriend to Hungary, bruv, what the fuck are y'all planning to do with her? Because I won't be there. Well, what the fuck are you niggas gonna do to my wife? Like, what well, you. He's so fucking. 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 He's
balance me. That's all I'm saying. Balance me. Okay? You niggas just can't. You niggas just do what the fuck? What the fuck are you niggas? What the fuck are you niggas talking about? Oh, protect the women and children, hey? Aren't women equal to men? The American people are tired of women. It's 2022, right? Right? I thought women are equal to men. Equal pay, equal rights, equal strength, right? Like the, That's what I thought. But evidently I was wrong. Like, bro, hey, why are men fighting the war and women aren't? Oh, why? Well, I saw a couple of ladies with AK-47s. However, the message is, the message is, protect all women and children. Why? Aren't we equal? And therein lies the lesson. Right, therein lies the lesson. Evidently, we're different, right? Evidently, men and women are different, right? Like, I'm just... Just saying. Right? Just saying. I'm all for equality. Right? I support equality. However, also, we need to acknowledge the differences. Right? Our differences are the reason why we are so fucking beautiful. Our differences. Our differences. Right? The differences between the sexes are the reasons why we are fucking dope. But hey, I support the initiative. Right? Protect all women and children. I support it. All I'm saying is, I thought that, you know, the year was 2022 and, you know, women and men are, are equal. Right? I thought that women were as strong as men. Right? And I thought that women were as willing to die for their nation as men are. You know, hey, listen, hey. Right? We, we, we all make mistakes. We all read the situations wrong, right? I guess. Right? So, so yeah, I support the initiative. Right? Protect all women and children. It's a beautiful thing. And also, protect all black women and children as well. Right? Not just, not just the white Ukrainian women and children. No. Protect the African black women and children over there as well. Don't be out here being all fucking racist. Right? Like, bruv, like, like, it's, it's not the time for racism. Feel me? Do better, Ukraine. Do better. The world is, is behind you, motherfuckers. The world is supporting you, niggas. The world is sending your vibes. I mean, hey, just don't be racist. Please. How about that? Right? This is not the time to be racist. It's not. Legit, bruv. But I digress. Right? Fam, like, yo, I've been out here studying this fucking war. Right? And what I, you know, what I've realized is that 
the strength of the Russian army, it's, I mean, the strength of the Russian army is highly questionable. Legit. Like, bro, hey, you know, I've heard a lot about the Russian army, but, but you know, what I've seen over the past two weeks has been, ah, has been lukewarm at best. It's been subpar. Legit. Right? I thought these motherfuckers were savages. I thought that Russian soldiers were savages. But, bruv, what I've seen <laughs> over the past two weeks, bruv, I'm like, yo, nigga, what's going on over there? What the fuck are these niggas doing over there? Just go back home. Legit. Because they are being butchered in Ukraine. Russian soldiers are being killed at a thousand miles per hour. Niggas be out there pulling up in fucking tanks, right? With Z's on the side. Wilding, getting bombed, getting killed. Hey, you niggas are getting slaughtered. Go back home. How about that? Go back home. The strength of the Russian army is meh. <laughs> Legit. Right? It's fucking sus. Legit. It's fucking suspect. I'm just saying, hey, it's it's questionable. All fucking facts. Right? I thought these niggas were strong, but but they're not. Хочу обратиться и к матерям, женам, сестрам, невестам и подругам наших солдат и офицеров, которые сейчас в бою. Защищают Россию в ходе специальной военной операции. Понимаю, как вы переживаете за своих любимых и близких. Вы можете гордиться ими так же, как вместе с вами ими гордится и переживает за них вся страна. Подчеркну, в боевых действиях не участвуют и не будут участвовать солдаты, проходящие срочную службу. И не будет проводиться и дополнительный призыв резервистов из запаса. Поставленные задачи решают только профессиональные военные. Let's keep it a buck, okay? Vladimir Putin and his cronies sent a bunch of young Twitch gamers and ring light crusaders to go fight a baseless war in Ukraine. They sent TikTokers over there. Okay, bruv, some of these kids got captured by Ukrainian forces. And they were out there crying on camera, asking for forgiveness, right? Talking about how they thought that they were being taken for a military exercise. Bruv, this shit, like, just go back home. Just wrap it up, right? Your president is a fucking lunatic. Dear Russian soldiers, go back home, right? These kids got captured and they were out there crying to their mothers. I mean, bruv, hey, <laughs> what's going on? Bruv, most of these Russian soldiers are young dudes who thought that they were going out for juice boxes, right, and training. And then they found themselves on the fucking front lines of a war. Bruv, 10% of Russian military assets have been lost in two weeks and around 4,000 soldiers are dead 4,000 Russian soldiers are dead and word is Russia is running out of reserves
I repeat, Russia is running out of reserves. It's crazy, right? Meanwhile, Vladimir Putin is out there wilding on Russian state TV. Talking about, oh, oh, this is a military operation. It's a special military operation. Bruv, hey, cut the shit! I am Sergei Alexeyevich Galkin, born in 1987. I was born in the Zaratov region, live in the Samara region, the town of Roshchensky. In 2013, I entered the military service under a contract in the 15th Motorized Brigade, which is deployed in that town. The 30th Motorized Brigade is also stationed in this settlement. On February 1, 2022, the brigade in full strength marched to the loading station and advanced by railroad to the Bryansk region. On February 23rd, at about 10 a.m., the brigade commander, Lieutenant Colonel Marushkin, lined up all the personnel in front of the equipment of the entire brigade. On the general construction, he brought the order of the President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, to invade Ukraine, seize the capital of Kyiv, supposedly protecting the population from fascism and tyranny, which are allegedly present in Ukraine. While we were on the march, we watched as heavy weapons fired salvos across the territory of Ukraine. Those were the heavy howitzers, the Iskander missile systems of the 92nd Brigade also fired volleys. Being in the captivity in the hospital, we constantly heard the heavy artillery from the Russian Federation, and also the planes carried out their bombardments. They dropped bombs on hospitals, schools, kindergartens, medical institutions, they dropped their bombs everywhere. The planes were coming one after another. They also fired from heavy flamethrower systems, from heavy artillery systems. The shelling continued endlessly. When we ended up in Ukraine, we realized that this is a real disaster, when many relatives, friends of Ukrainians, live on the territory of the Russian Federation. Here lives a peaceful, kind nation. It is beyond words that people are kind and everyone communicates with each other. It was a state of an unknown origin. It was a terrible state, it was a terrible feeling to realize what a mistake we had made. Simply understanding that all this has to be fixed, the relations have to be improved somehow. This will take more than one year, it will take decades, maybe centuries. I simply don't want to exist after all of this, after what's going on here, that's all. A Russian whistleblower has described the war as a total failure that could only be compared to the collapse of Nazi Germany. A report thought to be by an analyst in the FSB, the successor agency to the KGB, said that the Russian dead could already number 10,000. The Russian Defense Ministry has only acknowledged the deaths of 498 of its soldiers in Ukraine. Fake news. Right, 498, nah. Where it is, could be 10,000. Video footage of captured Russian soldiers being interrogated has shown that most of them were conscripts and had no idea that they were being launched into a full-scale war. Instead, they thought that they were going on another military exercise, which has caused outrage in Russia. Bruv, where it is... Or it is, the mothers of these soldiers have a lot of power in Russia, right? Where it is, if you are a mother of a soldier, 
you are super influential in Russian society. And these fucking soldiers' moms are pissed the fuck off. They're pissed off. Right? Because their kids are being used as cannon fodder. Давайте Это специальная операция, и по специальной операции на сегодняшний день никто комментарий не дает, это правильно. Это правильно. И использовали не Использовали? Наши использовали сейчас? Они применяют свои усилия в специальном направлении, под которое они были задачи поставляют. Посмотрите, сейчас можно, конечно, включать, можно всех обвинять. Я считаю, что пока, что пока идет войсковая операция, выводов никаких делать нельзя. Нельзя делать ужас, нельзя критиковать. Закончится, а скоро закончится. The truth is, this war is not going to end well for Russia, bro. All facts, and in many ways, Russia has already lost this war. In many fucking ways. Right? I see motherfuckers on social media talking about no-fly zones. Like, do you motherfuckers know how war works? Like, there's actual rules to war. Oh, oh, NATO, NATO has to impose a no-fly zone over Ukraine, Maui. And I'd be like, bruv, like, do you guys understand how the world works? NATO can't just impose a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Because if they were to do that, hey, World War Three. Because it would mean that NATO has inserted itself in the war. It would mean that Russia is now fighting both NATO and Ukraine. If NATO was to impose a no-fly zone over Ukraine, the Russians would use that as pretext for nuclear war, a.k.a. World War III, a.k.a. Armageddon, a.k.a. Boom Bye Bye. You feel me, bruv? There are rules to war. As crazy as it sounds, there's rules to this shit. Facts. Hence, NATO declined to impose a no-fly zone over Ukraine. 
and some leaders have said that they are not willing to issue one, fearing that doing so could escalate tensions with Russia, even though the tensions are already way, way, way up. Feel me just saying. Uh, creating a no-fly zone over Ukraine would require deploying NATO fighter planes and possibly shooting down Russian planes, said Jens Stoltenberg, the Secretary General of NATO. What the fuck is a no-fly zone? I got you. A no-fly zone bans aircraft from certain areas. Ukraine is asking that aircraft be barred from its skies, which would, in theory, stop aerial bombardment by Russia. No-fly zones are used over government buildings or public places for security reasons. <laughs> Прийшли окупанти до нас в Україну, форма новенька воєнні машини, та трохи поплавився їх інвентар. Байрактар. Байрактар. Російські танкісти сховались в кущі, щоб лаптя посорбати довбані щі, та трохи у щах перегрівся навар. Байрактар. Припхались до нас барани Для восстановления великой страны Найкращий пастух баранячий котар Байрактар Байрактар I understand why Vladimir Zelensky wants a no-fly zone over Ukraine. However, he's not gonna get it. And that's fucked up. But, you know, there's rules to this shit. Feel me, bruv? I feel bad for him because he's not gonna get a no-fly zone. There's what it is. NATO can't do that. They can't. Right? They can't. And it's fucked up, but hey, welcome to the metaverse. Right? Russian soldiers are out there just, just painting Zs all over their fucking tanks. <laughs> right? Russian celebrities who are in support of Vladimir Putin's psychosis are out there posting Z's on social media. Oh, oh, I support this, this invasion of Ukraine. Here's a Z. You know, oh, a Z a day keeps, keeps the doctor away. Oh, a Z a day keeps the peace away. You feel me? Silly. What the fuck does the Z stand for, bruv? Oh, the Z is for Zapad. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, the Z is for Zoom. Oh, the Z is for Zoom. Oh, oh, the Z is for Zumba. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, oh, the Z is for Zombo. <laughs> it's craziness, dude. You know, like, what the fuck are you niggas doing? Right? This little kid at the fucking gymnastics World Cup, he's out there just, just zing his whole fucking tights up, right? His tights have Z's on it. I mean, what the fuck, nigga? Relax. You crazy? Oh, I support, I support this this invasion. 
I support this, this special military operation. Niggas are crazy, man. You feel me? Right, meanwhile, Ramaphosa and Putin are sitting on a fence. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Bruv, hey, these old men. You know, South Africa. Hey, let's just keep it a buck. These old motherfuckers need to just, you know, how about sunset your fucking career? How about that? Hey, Mr. President, how about just, just let go? You know, just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I have enough money, right? I have cows worth millions. Hey, how about, let me just let go. Let it go. Let it go. You know, don't you have enough? Like, dude, haven't you motherfuckers done enough damage to this fucking country? Haven't you niggas taken enough from this nation? Just let it go. You can't. Listen, listen. You can't take it with you. You can't. Just let it go. Don't you niggas have enough? Haven't you motherfuckers taken enough? Haven't you niggas stolen enough? Haven't you motherfuckers looted enough? I mean, dude, let it go, dog. Let it go. You feel me? Let it fucking go. You know, we live in a crazy fucking world. Right? We are surrounded by lunatics. The world is ran by lunatics. Right? It's fucking sad. But here we are. Right? Here we are. Right? World War Z. This is it. This is it, bruv. Right? This is World War Z. Right? The fucking prelude to World War Three. Hence, niggas are losing their fucking minds in Russia. Right? Niggas are out there tweeting shit like, In Z, we trust. Ain't that a bitch? Сегодня, в последний день уходящего века, я ухожу в отставку. Свобода слова, свобода совести. Свобода средств массовой информации, права собственности. Эти основополагающие элементы цивилизованного общества будут надежно защищены государством. С Новым годом вас! С Новым веком! Kana, 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 hak liha, kana.
My name is Camilla. I'm in the 11th grade. I'm interested in politics and activism. In our country, you can die from everything that's going on. Everything has been destroyed, from the economy to the benches outside residential buildings. For me, Putin and his gang are to blame. Everyone calls them that, because they're a gang of crooks who have taken power. They divide the money up however they want. They're involved in killings. They're a criminal organization who use threats, murder and forgery to take over companies and put people in prison. They're not just kleptomaniacs. They are real criminals. know if the Republicans who are running for this office know any of these things. <laughs> because they occupy a different reality, it seems. According to them, everything was really good in 2008. When we were going through the worst economic crisis in our lifetimes, unemployment and uninsured rates were up and we were hopelessly addicted to foreign oil and bin Laden was still on the loose. This apparently was the golden age that I messed up. The planet's warming. 99% of scientists have said it's warming and we've got the Republican chairman of the Senate Energy and Environment Committee carrying a snowball into the Senate chambers to show that there's still snow and that climate change isn't happening. I am not making that up. That's what happened. That's what happened. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I was going to quote Kanye, but I can't, because there's a family audience, but it's cray. <laughs> Have you noticed that every one of these candidates say, uh, you know, Obama's weak, he, he, he's, he, you know, people, Putin's kicking sand in his face. When I talk to Putin, uh, he's going to straighten out. Just looking at him, I'm gonna, he's gonna be. And then it turns out they can't handle a bunch of CNBC moderators. I mean, let me tell you, if you can't handle
If you can't handle those guys, you know, then I don't think the Chinese and the Russians are going to be too worried about you. So you want to take over for Letterman? You want to host Late Show on CBS? Yeah, that's... Well, here's the thing with that, champ. That's short for champion. If you want to be a talk show host, it's better if you're funny. Now, there have been some guys who are not funny. Tom Snyder, David Susskind, Ted Koppel. But funny's better. Now, have you ever had any experience with being funny? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Well, I've known you for a week and you haven't made me laugh once. I had no idea you were a comedian. I thought you were a newsman. No, I'm not a newsman. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Jesus. Well, all right. Let's see it. See what? See the funny. Make me laugh. Go. Go? Go. Funny. Three, two, one. I'm go. I'm not that kind of funny. What kind of funny? The kind where you just say go and I'm funny. All right. I think you better leave my office. Jack, Mr. Dole, I, I look, there's different kinds of funny, right? There's different kinds of performers. I'm not that kind of performer. Let me tell you what kind of what you are. You're whatever you have to be to make people laugh. Anytime, anywhere, anyone. You turn it on on a dime. You get that belly moving, son, or you're out. Now tell the truth. You're just scared, like a rookie. You're like some kid at a talent show with a number pinned to your shirt. You got nothing or you would have shown me now. So get out. Thank you. Have a nice day. Fine. Lick, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give up on this. I don't, uh, this is either a, a, a door or a wall for me, and I, it's either the beginning or the end. I, I don't, I, please. Okay, then. Let's see the funny. Three, two, one, go. Funny. This is it, bud. You want me to start at one and go up? One, two, three, funny. Okay, last chance and then we're really done. Done and done. Let's go, kid. You want the big gig? Let's see it. Make me laugh at the count of three. One, two. I sometimes look at myself in the mirror and ask myself, Maui Mao, why are you so brilliant? Why are you so good? Why are you so funny? You have this great ability to fucking elucidate shit. Right? Perfectly and clearly. You are a brilliant mind, Maui Mao. Legit, bruv. Hey, listen. Hey, when you're good, you're good. When you're great, you're great. And bruv, listen, I'm fucking brilliant. Okay? I'm a fucking scientist. <laughs> All fucking facts. I'm a scientist. Right? And fam, I just made a big 
discovery. Okay? Fam, listen to this. I just realized that there's a direct correlation between the ability to backflip or one's ability to backflip, right? And criminality. Those things are connected, <laughs> right? Bruv, criminality is directly connected to, to backflipping, right? Being a criminal has to do with gymnastics somehow. All fucking facts, right? If you can do tumblers, bruh, hey, listen, you were born to be a gangster. If you can backflip, my nigga, hey, you are ready to be a member of a cartel. These are all fucking facts. These are all fucking facts. There's a direct correlation between backflipping and criminality. Okay, bruv? Because, because everybody I grew up with who could backflip became a criminal of some sort. Facts. Think about it. And I mean really think about it. Every person you know who can backflip either has a criminal record or he or she has done some crazy shit in their lives. Right? I mean, bruv, even famous people. Case in point, Chris Brown. <laughs> right? Chris Brown. Bruv, hey, hey, I ain't gotta say a lot of shit. All I can say is, Chris Brown. Okay? Chris Brown has done a lot of crazy shit. Legit, bruv, he's always involved in some criminal behavior. These are all fucking facts, bruv. Fam, every kid I grew up with, right, who could backflip all over the fucking neighborhood, became a criminal. <laughs> These are all fucking facts. Police! 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 Help! Police! Help! Police! Help! Help! Police! Help! It's as if they backflipped one day and then thought to themselves, Hey, with a special skill like this, I could easily take on a happy family of four. Easily start terrorizing the neighborhood. I could easily start breaking and entering. And bruv, nine times out of ten, that's exactly what they did. Legit, backflipping niggas in my neighborhood all became criminals. These are all fucking facts. So, bruv, there's a direct correlation between the ability to backflip and criminality. I solved it! I solved crime! Bruv, I'm a fucking scientist. Oh my fucking god. Bruv, I cracked the code. Legit! I cracked the crime code. It all starts with gymnastics. All facts. There's something wrong with gymnastics. Bruv, yo, gymnastics always attracts criminals. All fucking facts. Bruv, hey, Larry Nassar. Right? Larry Fucking NASA. Hold up. Hey, all my niggas who be thinking we soft. We don't play. We gon' rock it till the wheels fall off. Hold up. Hey, 
Once a local little nigga can backflip, it's over for the hood. <laughs> Bruv, I'm sorry for always being the bearer of bad news. However, I'm just giving you facts. Okay? Once a little nigga can do a couple of tumblers, the hood is doomed. Okay? We now need to be vigilant. We now need to keep our heads on a swivel because there's a new criminal in town. <laughs> hey, our herd just produced another one. Right? Uh, hey, another one. The J-Bruv, once a low nigger goes beyond cartwheels, bruv, we need to be worried. The J. We need to be scared. We need to be afraid. You're a fool if you think man's pretending. I've been round there with my bad boyfriend. Them I showed man that my shank ain't bending, so it's a shame that this teeth ain't ending. How many times have I been outside and I left a man's t-shirt drenched in? Still got Putin's pending. Leave all your bridges trending. What do you know about phone line beating? Coming like everybody wanna get high today. There was no gas on that bando stove, so we put that grub in the microwave. Give me your drop on the pagans, them and I swear I get round there right away. Give me your drop on the pagans, them and I swear I get round there right away. We need to buckle the fuck up because that little nigga is going to rob us all in a couple of years, right? In a couple of years time, this little back flipping nigga is going to terrorize the neighborhood. So we need to buckle the fuck up. We need to keep our fucking heads on a swivel because our neighborhood has produced another one. Another one of those. Right? Another criminal mastermind! Bruv, hey, once a little nigga can backflip, bruh, be afraid. Okay, bruv? Be very afraid. Because evidently, that backflipping little nigga has a particular set of skills. <laughs> right? He has a particular set of skills. Skills he has acquired. Over a very long career of backflipping in the hood. Skills that make him a nightmare for people like you and I. Bruv, hey, hey. This little nigga is gonna fuck around in a couple of years and kidnap our daughters. Okay? So we need to keep our fucking heads on a swivel because, bruv, hey, hey, when that happens... It will be the end of all of us. Okay? Because these little backflipping motherfuckers are relentless. They are fucking indefatigable. Okay? They will look for us. And they will find us. And bruv, nine times out of ten, they will kill us. And then they'll rob our homes. You ready? Yeah. You're brave. You're brave for what you say and the fact that you stand up there and say it, and I appreciate it. I think we all appreciate it, actually, because there's not a lot of people that have the balls to do it. But I want to ask you something a little bit out of the ordinary. So, prepare yourself. <laughs> At this point, we're living under a corporate and medical fascism. This is tyranny. When do we get to use the guns? 
No, and I'm, and, I, and I'm not, that's not a joke. I'm not saying it like that. I mean, literally, where's the line? How many elections are they going to steal before we kill these people? So, no, I, 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 no, hold on. I, I'm, no, stop. Security. Security is everything. We have to protect our families, right? Hence, it's important that we secure our compounds. It's important that we secure our neighborhoods because kids are backflipping all over the neighborhood. And most of these kids are from broken families. Let's keep it a buck. Right? Where the fuck are the fathers? Where the fuck are the fathers? Where the fuck are the papas? All I see in the neighborhood is the mamas. Where the fuck are the daddies? It's crazy, bruv. It's crazy how people's fathers are playing daddy to grown women in Santin. Max, I've only got one thing to say to you about tonight. I love your dad. Thank you, Mr. Goofy. And I'd just like to say, I for one am glad you're our waiter. Disgusting. Oh, by the way, my name is Astra. My name is Dashiki. That's Swahili for doggy style. Ooh, that's pretty. Those are my kids. Hello, everybody. Now, children, what do you say when you meet a nice man? Are you my daddy? Hmm? They don't know where their father is. They must go and look for that big nose where he is. They must not say for me, I, I sold them out. Cut the shit. Okay? Stop playing daddy to some random sluts at Virts University. Stop playing daddy to some random whores in Rosebank. Go back home. Your kids need you in Fosloras. Your kids need you in Tembisa, in Orlando, in Mamilodi. Your kids need you, sir. Okay? Your son is backflipping all over the hood. And people are worried. Again, bruv? Because there's a direct correlation between backflipping and criminality. Go back home. You see, bruv? You see, fam, security is important. Because, because other people's kids are being raised by the hood. They are being raised by the streets. They are being raised by wolves. These are all fucking facts. Right? Other people's kids don't have those other people taking care of them. You dig? Swavy, babe. Yeah, yeah. Y'all deserve to know the truth about this man. My stepfather is a devil. He takes and he breaks. He hurts and he fakes. Everything that he makes. Yeah, yeah. My stepfather is a devil. He takes and he breaks He hurts and he fakes Everything that he makes Yeah, yeah My stepfather's a devil He takes and he breaks He hurts and he fakes Everything that he makes My stepfather's a devil I always thought that you were always one to protect us Instead you always pulled up and stressed us You're the reason 
mama fell in depression You used it for fame and the money You got it all and you left us with nothing We had to start from scratch and that was a struggle Hard to put food on the table While you busy buying bennies and bitches Can't believe my mama in this position I'ma put you in the worst position Promise Okay, mess. Let's let the people know who you really are. In fact, bipolar nigga, fake rollie on the wrist. The king of the men of trash era. That's a fact. You left your wife alone, bruised up on the body. I won't forget the day that you hit her 'cause you cheated. You cheated with my best friend. Well, that's a shocker. She old enough to be your daughter. Oh, Kelly, wanna be? A devil in disguise is really what you are. I thank God you're not my father. Fear for your children. My mama had it with your shit. I'm glad you chose to leave. Disrespectfully, you are. A Tragedy, fake gangster, bad father with a fat belly. That could never be me. I promise you, mama, I will place what he took. 'Cause the end of the day, I make, I don't take. I've never seen a wife in pain because of a man she loved until a man named Max came along and showed us how dangerous a man can really be. My stepfather's a devil. He takes and he breaks. He hurts and he fakes. Everything that he makes, yeah, yeah. My stepfather's the devil. He takes and he breaks. He hurts and he fakes. Everything that he makes, yeah, yeah. My stepfather's the devil. He takes and he breaks. He hurts and he fakes. Everything that he makes. Yeah, yeah, my stepfather. Let me tell you, Sophie makes money. Then all your baby mamas put together in a week, and you know this. Max, you were dumb, bet the wife with a Porsche, and you still go and cheat with the woman down the lane. And I ain't talking about my best friend. It's a whole different woman that he got really pregnant while married to my mother. Damn, he really breaks and he takes. Yeah, yeah, you will reap what you sow. I'm tired of seeing women suffer because of a man's doings and enjoy what he has done. And that's why I will speak up. It's not right. The new king of the men of trash era goes to Max Lichava, the guy with the fat belly. <laughs> My stepfather's the devil. He takes and he breaks. He hurts and he fakes everything that he makes. Yeah, yeah. My stepfather's the devil. He takes and he breaks. He hurts and he fakes everything that he makes. My stepfather's a devil. I really hope you burn in hell, you narcissist. For real, burn in hell. These kids are being raised by wolves. So, bruv, security is important. Right, we need to protect our families. Hence, it's important that we secure our compounds. It's important that we secure the hood. We have no choice, right, bruv? Hence, a couple of people that I grew up with are now cops, and and some of them are are now security guards, right? However, there's this one guy, you know. I don't want to say his name. However, he's now a security guard, and he's doing everything that I expect him to do as a security guard because he's a lunatic. I grew up with this fucking guy, bro. When I found out that this man 
is now a security guard. I, I was like, wait, huh? What, 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 what? Right? When I learned that this fucking lunatic now has a gun, I was like, huh? <laughs> Prof, hey, when I found out that this fucking dude is now a security guard with a gun, I was like, uh, that's not good. Okay? Because this fucking dude was a wild boy. I see we posting with pistols and rockets. Ain't making deposits. We putting that shit all in the box. Then got a little buzz, now I'm popping. Got racks in my pockets. A bitch nigga reached and I popped. It's you or it's me, that's the option. You got that little pistol, ain't popped. It ain't got you nobody. See, really, you niggas, nobody's got rank in the city. I make me one call and you body. See, we flashing crashes, a hobby. Been going too fast with this shit, something like Ricky Bobby. I'm strapped like it's part of my body. Stiff at the shoulders, I'm something like Frazier Ali. You fake, yeah, you niggas a copy. I bet if I give her this pillow, she jump out of. Body. It's wet, but I bet it gets sloppy Cause I got a stroke, give a hope, and I bet he can't cop Was cold on that field, was a jockey But I had been jumped in that field before cleats and I hide me These niggas too pussy to try me Bumping they gums on the net like they don't know where I be 600 the block, do you copy? I really had things at the hotel getting lit in the lobby These labels, they trying to sign me But I want the info, my son ain't no telling what I need See, I'm back in the crib like a hot sheet, ayy And like, ayy Hold on, dialogue Oh, no no, no, this isn't music. No, I don't like this, David. No, that's enough. No, David, I don't like that. No. This fucking guy was a lunatic back in the days. Right? And evidently, he's still a lunatic. Why? Because, because he posted images of himself, right? <laughs> On Facebook, posing like Liam Neeson. With a 9mm pistol in hand. I repeat. This guy posted images of himself on Facebook with a gun in hand. Right? While rocking his security guard uniform. Fam. Hey. <laughs> Listen. When I saw those pictures. Bruh. I wasn't shocked. Okay? When I saw those pictures, I was like, bruh, this is on brand. <laughs> okay? This shit right here is on brand. It makes sense. Check to me, Pam, Sabanuglala. Says Lala's Togil and his Lindu Baleg. Yegelan was bambin coons. Omuni twenty paint, lecheri. Mobati a tanda Ulfagilendi, Cheriabanti and Bangi Buna Yakoto Usatan your claim at the Cheriamel Boni painted Bangazanga by Kabza. Bruv, it makes sense that this fucking guy is taking selfies with a nine millimeter pistol in hand and then posting those images on Facebook. It's on brand. It's on fucking brand, bruv. Hey, I'm not shocked. Okay? <laughs> this fucking guy is a lunatic. Okay, bruv? This is who he is. Bruv, I can't believe 
that you niggas handed a weapon of mass destruction to a loser I grew up with. And he's now emulating the Rambo movies that we grew up on. Bruv, hey, congratulations. You niggas played yourselves. Because evidently this nigga, hey, this nigga's gonna shoot somebody. Okay? And fam, listen, I wouldn't be shocked if he shot himself. going on huh bruv hey one of the pictures he posted right was a picture of the gun right on a table next to a poloni sandwich right that's on brand <laughs> okay bruv one of the pictures was a picture of the 9mm pistol next to a poloni sandwich bruh that's on brand. That's who he is. <laughs> you niggas, what the fuck is going on on this here planet? Huh? Bruv, yo, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm on Facebook right now. Okay? Okay, I decided to go onto his profile. Okay, bruv? He just posted another picture, right? Of himself drinking alcohol whilst wearing his uniform bruh listen i'm not surprised <laughs> dude, i grew up with crazy people all facts like dude i grew up with lunatics you think i'm crazy you think i'm funny bruh listen i grew up with crazier and funnier people than me all fucking facts bruv I grew up with lunatics. Fam, hey, this nigga is at a party. Okay? He's at a party and he's wearing his uniform and he's boozing it up without a care in the world. Bruv, I'm not surprised. This is on brand. Okay? I expect all of this shit from this guy. We live in a crazy fucking world, bruv. Keep your head on a swivel. Legit. I don't know what to tell you, bruv. I grew up with lunatics. Right? And just look at this. Right? I'm still on Facebook and... Don't look pretty. Okay? I'm still on Facebook and uh, nothing looks good. Bruh, hey. Like, what's up with braces? You know? Braces are a fucking pandemic, huh? Like, bro, braces have become a pandemic. All fucking facts, bro. Braces are the new grills. Oh, what the fuck is going on, girls? Hey, girls. You see, this is why, this is why you guys can't run the world. This is why. This is why. Right? You guys hop from trend to trend. And evidently, the new trendy thing in South Africa is braces. It may... Hey, it don't make sense. Please, balance me. Balance me. It doesn't make sense. However, hey, it's on brand. Legit. It's on brand. Right? Nothing surprises me anymore, bruv. Nothing. Legit. I mean, bruv, hey, everybody's surprised about Russia's lack of domination in the war. Why are you niggas surprised? Oh, I'm so shocked. 
Oh, I'm shocked, Maui. I mean, I expected Russia to dominate this war. Why the fuck are you niggas surprised? Huh? Why are you guys surprised that Russian soldiers are being pummeled by these Turkish TB2 drones? Right? Everybody's shocked. Oh my god, Russia's army is supposed to be strong. I'm so shocked. I'm not shocked. Legit, bruv. I'm not shocked because we only think that Russia's army is strong because the Russian government told us that their army is strong. Right? We only, hey, we assume that their army is strong. Because they fucking fueled those assumptions with lies. Right? They lied to us. They lied to the world. Legit, these motherfuckers lied so much that they ended up believing their own lies. I mean, bruv, hey, these niggas are at war with Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, bruv. You're showing me. You're showing me how unserious you are. They're at war with Wikipedia because they want their lies to proliferate, right? Hence, they're so hell-bent on blocking out the truth or platforms that distribute the truth, right? So these niggas are liars. They lied that their army is strong when... When it isn't, right? And they lied so much that they ended up believing that lie. Hence, Vladimir Putin is so fucking delusional, right? His fucking delusion is fueled by the lies that he told the world and in turn told himself, right? Welcome to the metaverse. Welcome to the metaverse. So, bruv, I'm not shocked that Russia is doing bad in this war because these niggas are liars. Right? Oh my god, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The Russian army is supposed to be strong and and they're moving in, in, in a weak manner. Well, I'm not surprised. I ain't surprised. Right? We live in a crazy world. You feel me, bruv? Hence, it's important that we keep our fucking heads on a swivel because kids are backflipping all over Ukraine. Facts. Right? So them boys are ready. Them boys grew up backflipping, bruv. Gymnastics is their thing. Right? We need to keep our fucking heads on a swivel. Nigga, why are you keep on saying that? You said that every fucking day. Nigga, you fucking crazy, nigga. And why you on the Nigga, where your grades at? Where your grades at? You got straight fucking L's and D's, nigga. I don't. I got nigga. straight A's. No, you don't, nigga. You make straight D's and L's. What you say? What you say? What you say? What you say? Come on, don't know me, son. What you bagging up for? What you? Nigga, pussy, man. You bagging up. Real talk. I ain't no real nigga. I'm a fucking grown man. You are? I'm a grown fucking man. You don't smoke though? I don't what? You don't smoke? You don't stink nigga! You don't smoke! How many times your daddy whoop your ass and you cry? How many times your daddy whoop your ass? I don't cry nigga. I don't. How the fuck? 
What? Yo, this this nigga try to cook a motherfucking uh uh damn ham uh a fucking sandwich. Sandwich. It's pussy that nigga burn a fucking sandwich. Why the fuck you ain't eating cold? The fuck wrong with you? Nigga can't eat a fucking sandwich cold. Nigga, you can't even cook a damn cheese toast. Yes, you can't. Nigga, I cook all my life. I had to cook for this nigga. How many days when he spent the night in my house? Like six. I had to cook this nigga. Niggas be out there backflipping all over Eastern Europe, right? Backflipping is what they do in Eastern Europe. Gymnastics is their thing. Niggas be back flipping. Why? Because it's on brand. They be back flipping on brand. <laughs> That's what they do. That's why Russia is so fucking wild. Niggas be out there back flipping all over the place. Right? However, however, Ukrainians back flip as well. Right? They're good at back flipping. That's what they do. So they're ready. Ukraine was ready for this war. They were like, hey, yo, yo, the Russians can, can backflip, but uh, we, we, we can do that also. We backflip, we, we backflip on brand. That's what they do. It's on brand to backflip in Eastern Europe. That's what they do. All fucking facts. Right? Bruv, yo, this war is it's just, it's just wow. It's getting out of hand. Right, niggas be out there bombing Mariupol. Right? It's devastation all over Ukraine. But but Vladimir Zelensky is, is ready. Right? Vladimir Zelensky is a fucking superhero, bruv. Legit. And to think that a few years ago, literally a year or two ago, the people of Ukraine didn't fuck with him. Right? His popularity was dipping fast. Literally a year ago, his popularity was dipping. Legit, look at him now. Right, look at him now. Всім добрий вечір. Лідер фракції тут. Голова Офісу Президента тут. Прем'єр-міністр Шмигаль тут. Подаляк тут. Президент тут. Всі ми тут. Наші військові тут. Громадяни суспільства тут. Всі ми тут. Захищаємо нашу незалежність. Нашу державу. І так буде і далі. Слава нашим захисникам, слава нашим захисницям. Слава Україні! Слава Україні! This war is just silly. And Russia is gonna lose. These are all facts. And bruv, it's crazy how this war has just exposed a lot of countries. It has exposed a lot of leaders because... Most developing countries are on Russia's side. Yeah. Most developing nations are with Russia. And bruv, that's not gonna be good in the long term. Facts. Countries like Pakistan, right? Imran Khan, Pakistan's prime minister, was in Moscow on a two-day state visit on the eve of the invasion. It's getting spooky. And he angrily rebuffed Western demands to speak out against Russia. He came out and he said the following. And I quote, What do you think of us? Are we your slaves? 
that whatever you say we will do, end quote. <laughs> He's a wild boy. Somebody explain to me what the really fuck is going on inside this motherfucking world. Huh? Shit too much for me now. I can't take it no more. He spoke out at the weekend after 22 diplomats in Islamabad published a joint letter calling on the Pakistani government to join the United Nations resolution in condemning Russia's attack. Pakistan, like India and South Africa, abstained. Imran came out and he said the following. And I quote, Did you write such a letter to India? <laughs> He's a wild boy! Right? And oh, the English Premier League has banned Roman Abramovich. Russian oligarch has been disqualified from running Chelsea Football Club, but players are unaffected by the decision. Welcome to the metaverse! It's North it's London, London found. You hear me, bro? It's Arsenal, bro. North London. North London. China also stands with Russia. Obviously. 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 Beijing's attitude has been described as pro-Russian neutrality. And although there are now some signs of nervousness, the favorable treatment of Russia in the Chinese language media continues, backed up by growing numbers of anti-Western conspiracy theories. Right? I mean, China. I mean, it's fucking China, you know? <laughs> India also stands with Russia. The world's largest democracy continues to maintain that sanctions are not the answer to the war, but faces pressure from the United States of America to condemn President Putin. What's up, Doc? What's up? I don't know, you just sound like you got a lot of information and knowledge. Uh, I got a few things. I can tell you this. Everything that's going on, both politically, globally, is all planned. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Have a good one, dude. Right, Thank you. Oh, and by the way, by the way, Russia is India's biggest arms supplier. So, that's that. <laughs> right? Brazil also stands with Russia. Obviously. 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 Right? President Jair Bolsonaro, a right-wing populist who visited Vladimir Putin in Moscow last month, has maintained that he will remain neutral on Ukraine. He said that Brazil buys much of its fertilizer from Russia and that he does not want its economy to be affected by taking sides. Aww. Right? Bruv, hey, the whole BRICS gang is gonna be fucked after this. Right? I hope these motherfuckers realize that BRICS is fucked after this war. Legit, all of this big talk is going to affect everybody. These niggas are basically generating poverty. After this war, the West is going to put bricks in a chokehold. I hope you niggas are ready for that shit. Right? Brazil stands with Russia, India stands with Russia, China stands with Russia, South Africa stands with Russia, 
bruv, hey, after this, we are all fucked. Okay? I see niggas complaining about the price of petrol in South Africa. Oh my God, petrol is expensive. Like, ah, the government has to do something. Something has to change. Well, listen, bruv. It's only gonna get worse. Okay? It's only gonna get worse. Buckle the fuck up. Oh, or buy a bicycle. <laughs> Mexico also stands with Russia. Whoa. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. And I'll build them very inexpensively. I will build a great, great wall. I will make Mexico work for that war. Mark yeah. my words. Yeah. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. Nobody would be tougher on ISIS. Nobody would be tougher on Mexico. Nobody would be tougher. Nobody would be tougher. Nobody would be tougher. Nobody would be tougher than Donald Trump. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. I would build a great wall. Build a great wall. I would build a Nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. President Lopez Obrador, the left-wing populist Mexican leader, said the following last week, and I quote, We are not going to take any sort of economic reprisal because we want to have good relations with all the governments in the world. End quote. You can't make this shit up. Like, bruh, hey. Welcome to the metaverse. This is it. South Africa also stands with Russia. I repeat, right? As a South African, I'd like to repeat this. Hey, South Africa stands with Russia. Okay? The former president... Jacob Zuma issued a statement on Sunday calling Vladimir Putin a man of peace. And he called our Western allies bullies. Okay. Okay, bruv. Hey, while Jacob Zuma has now been discredited, the pro-Russian feeling... Apparently, apparently, where it is, allegedly, 
It runs deep in the ANC's leadership in South Africa. Bruv, the ANC doesn't give a fuck, right? The ANC doesn't care, right? The ANC doesn't care about the future of this country, bruv. All of these old men in suits keep fucking us over. Hey, South Africa, all of these old men in suits are going to make it hard for our country to prosper. Do you guys realize that? Huh? Do you guys realize that? Do you guys, do you guys ever think about that? Do you guys ever think about the future? Bruv, the South African response has been really tepid. There's been a lot of pushback from South African civil society, of course, because I'm a part of civil society. And I'm pushing back. I'm a part of South African civil society. And I don't agree with our government. Right? They have to condemn this shit. Like the rest of the world. Bruv, the ANC has these long-standing relationships. And they have a very fixed view of the world. President Ramaphosa has been more even-handed compared to Zuma. Right, But we are not looking for even-handed here, bruv. We are looking for the strong condemnation that Russia deserves. Stop fucking around, Ramaphosa. Stop fucking around. But then again, but then again, fucking around is, is the ANC's thing. Fucking around is our leader's thing. That's what they do. Right? Fucking around is on brand. Generating poverty is on brand. Fucking over the future is on brand. Lest we forget that these niggas are farmers. These niggas are farmers. So being clueless about geopolitics is on brand. Right? Because all they know is farming. Their knowledge of of cow dung is extensive. And bruv, hey, that's on brand. Okay? They don't care about us. They don't give a flying fuck about the future. They don't care about millennials. They don't care about Gen Z. They don't give a flying fuck about Generation Alpha. These old men in suits only care about themselves and their families. My fellow South Africans, buckle the fuck up. But then again, that's what we do. That's what we are known for. Buckling the fuck up is our thing. Right? Always having to get ready for the worst is on brand for South Africans. Right? Hence, we are here wilding. Right? Fathers are not fathering their kids. Hence, their kids are out there backflipping all over the hood. Hence, their kids are backflipping on brand.
It's getting spooky. 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 Weird times. Global weirding. Бачимо наші бойові перемоги і втрати ворога. Ми очікуємо, що боротьба завершиться швидше, що окупанти впадуть швидше. Але це життя, це війна, це боротьба. Ще потрібен час, ще потрібне терпіння, наша мудрість, енергія, уміння робити свою роботу по максимуму, щоб ми разом дійшли до перемоги. Неможливо сказати, скільки днів нам ще звільняти нашу українську землю, але можливо сказати, ми це зробимо, бо ми цього прагнемо. Бо стратегічного перелому ми вже досягли, ми вже йдемо до нашої мети, до нашої перемоги. Це вітчизняна війна. Війна з дуже впертим ворогом, який не звертає уваги на тисячі своїх, навіть своїх, убитих людей, убитих солдатів який збирає по всій Росії зараз резервістів та строковиків, щоб кинути їх у пекло цієї війни. Western technology companies Russia imposes heavy sanctions on Russia with its invasion of Ukraine. And this picture does not seem to please Russia. They found a new solution. From now on, by order of Putin, Russia will have a pulled the plug on the internet as of March 11th. After Russia declared war on Ukraine, it was subjected to technology sanctions from many countries. Thereupon, the Kremlin has been working on it for a long time, launched a plan to shut down the internet to the outside world. The Ministry of Digital Development, Communication and Mass Media took action. Russian websites were called, sites were asked to move their servers to Russia. They were requested to switch to domain names with the RU extension, which is Domain of Russia. A fateful deadline was given to March 11th. With this move, Russia aims to take the internet under its own control without being dependent on the outside. Russia has been working for many years to close its internet network to the outside world and to only traffic only with it itself. After the necessary arrangements, Moscow started to run long-term tests that could cut the internet across the country. Finally, last June, he completely cut off the internet connection. Well, Western sanctions on Russia have hit its overall economy hard, but as we just heard there, they're also targeting members of President Vladimir Putin's inner circle. Let's take a look at the men who are officially overseeing Putin's policies. 
Putin's advisors have been with him for a long time. Sergei Shoigu is the Minister of Defense, who was reported to vacation with Putin and who was in charge of the annexation of Crimea in 2014. Valery Gerasimov is the chief of staff of the armed forces. He's had a role in Putin's military campaigns for decades and is in charge of the day-to-day -day operations in Ukraine. Then there is Nikolai Patrushev, secretary of the Security Council, known to be a hardliner who has long felt the West was out to get Russia. Sergei Narushkin is the director of foreign intelligence. He may have lost some influence recently after Putin chastised him during a televised Security Council meeting. And then there is Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, the chief diplomat and public face of Putin's policy for years now. He reportedly advised more diplomacy before the Ukraine invasion, but clearly his boss was not in the mood to listen. What is not clear is how much Putin is listening to his advisors. There is speculation that he may be sidelining them. And we can talk about the, that more with our correspondent, Emily Sherwin. She has been reporting from DW's Moscow office, but that was closed down uh, by Russian authorities. So she's joining us here in our studio in Berlin. Emily, uh, does Vladimir Putin, how much is he listening to his advisors? Well, when it comes to the decision to go to war, various experts that I've been speaking to who talked to sources within the Kremlin have been saying that essentially that decision was Putin's brainchild. Um, most in the political elite apparently didn't know that Vladimir Putin was planning this full-scale invasion. They thought that it would just be kind of a takeover of those separatist um, regions, the Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk People's Republic. And it was only apparently, according to media reports, a handful of people who really knew what he was planning. Uh, the first person, uh, you mentioned him, is uh, the Minister of Defense, uh, Sergei Shoigu. Some people even say that uh, he told Sergei Shoigu about his plans for this uh, military operation back in September when he went on a holiday with him in the Taiga. They went on, you know, long hikes, kind of wearing military fatigues. Those pictures were widely distributed on on um, state television as well, and apparently that's when Shoigu was told about Vladimir Putin's plans. The chief chief of armed forces, Valery Gerasimov, who you mentioned, apparently knew, and uh, most likely the head of the um, FSB, Russia's security services, knew. Uh, the security services have apparently had um, Putin's ear for a long time now, and have been, you know, gaining influence within the country. You can even see that when you live there, more and more police presence, even on the streets. But Apparently, even the presidential administration didn't know. Um, there wasn't a clear line in the first few hours after the invasion when it comes to reporting as well, which usually is something that indicates that, that something was planned out and there was a narrative on state TV as well, but that wasn't the case for the first uh, few hours, apparently. So what does that mean? I mean, how isolated is Putin in his decisions? Well, one expert that I was speaking to uh, said that before, uh, Putin was kind of almost an institution. You know, he's almost the umbrella over the whole system. He was like a CEO with shareholders that he had to consult with, you know, including some of the men we've seen there. Now, more and more, apparently, he's taking his decisions 
more alone. He has actually been also, this many people point out, isolated physically as well because he um, has mainly been in his residence um, outside of Moscow in Nova um, Agariova, um, isolating there, protecting himself from, um, from COVID since the pandemic began. And that means extreme security measures. Apparently, anyone who wanted to see him in person and wants to see him now has to isolate for 14 days. So mm. obviously, people who are directly involved in government business, that's quite a difficult thing to do. Um, so that means they were talking to him on the phone uh, via video link. And I think perhaps even for Putin himself, it might have been hard to gauge their reaction to his plans without being in the same room to, uh, to, as him. And Emily, just quick last question. Uh, how much support does Putin and uh, his inner circle, how much do they actually have among the general population for this war? Well, we don't know. There are official numbers which put the support at around just over 60%, 65%. Um, but that's, of course, a government government pollster, uh, other independent experts are putting it more at 50%, but that's still pretty high. A lot of people are following the state TV line, which is that Russia is liberating Ukraine from this Nazi occupation, that they're not hitting civilian targets, that there are no victims, essentially, um, and that the sanctions are, uh, the West is to blame for that. Um, but, of course, there is quite a big um, opposition within the country. People have been protesting. We've seen that, um, despite the fact that that's a huge risk to them. DW's Emily Sherwin, thank you so much for sharing that reporting with us. I feel like the tennis season is a bit too long, uh, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, I feel like I'm the type of person that, this is also a bad thing about me, like I want to play the least amount of tournaments as possible. Today, Vladimir Putin's Ukraine invasion is two weeks old. The Kremlin marking it by accusing the United States of waging economic war against Russia. Punishing global sanctions have pushed Putin to sign emergency measures to boost his failing economy. But there's little confidence among American officials that pressuring the Russian president will deter him. To the contrary, U.S. intelligence assesses the more isolated Putin is, the more likely he is to unleash more indiscriminate bombing. Joining our conversation is Ian Bremmer. He's the president of the Eurasia Group, also the author of the forthcoming book, The Power of crisis. Ian Bremer, grateful for your time today, but it is a sad day. Uh, we are watching uh, the aftermath of, a, according to the Ukrainians, Russian airstrike on a children's hospital, a maternity ward in Mariupol. Uh, this has been one of the things that many people have feared. You have studied Vladimir Putin a long time, that a logical person, two weeks in, things aren't going well, might reassess. Instead, uh, the fear is that we will have this, more indiscriminate attacks on civilian areas. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, uh, pretty much any scenario we look at shows that Putin is going to end up in a materially worse position, both in terms of his own domestic political environment, certainly in terms of Russia's economy, and perhaps most importantly for Putin, uh, if you look at his uh, European security environment, which is ostensibly the reason he invaded Ukraine to begin with, he's going to be much worse off than he was before he invaded. And that makes it harder to find any way for him to climb down, at least until he, he can credibly make the argument to his people, I've accomplished X, Y, and Z. And right now, he's not there. I mean, until Kiev is taken, until Zelensky is, is removed from office, it is really hard to imagine a climb down from Putin. Um, and, uh, and I wish the news were better, but I just, right now, I don't see it. Uh, and so let's listen to the Undersecretary of State, Victoria Nuland, on the point you make right here. Where, how, is there an off-ramp for Vladimir Putin? The way this conflict will end is when Putin realizes 
that this adventure has put his own leadership standing at risk with his own military, with his own people, and he will uh, have to change course or the Russian people take matters into their, into their own hands. But is that not the Putin paradox, if you will, in that things are going horribly for him? Uh, he is isolated globally from an economic standpoint. He has, as you noted, uh, the opposite of what he wanted. More NATO troops, more U.S. troops, an emboldened Europe standing up against him. Uh, and now his, and the military campaign is not going as well. Again, a logical person would say, maybe it's time to stand down. Vladimir Putin does the opposite. Well, it's interesting because Victoria Newland's point, if you read it from the Russian perspective, would be you see what the Americans and the Europeans are doing is they're trying to destroy the Russian economy to bring about regime change. That's what they really want here. And, and the way the Russians read that is it's economic warfare. So we need to retaliate against NATO. We need to engage in cyber attacks. Uh, we need to engage in asymmetric attacks. We need to uh, find ways to hurt their economy. It's not going to be enough um, for us to just sit on Ukraine. So, I mean, I have to say, I mean, I understand that um, it, we want to punish the Russians for the unconscionable decision to invade an independent country of 44 million people. Uh, but, but the Russians do see this as acts of warfare, and they are in a position to retaliate. I want you to listen here to Vladimir Putin, because every day we try to figure out, is he thinking differently today than he was yesterday? This is an address to the Russian people where he does acknowledge uh, things are not perfect. I would like to address the mothers, wives, sisters, brides, and girlfriends of our soldiers and officers who are now in battle defending Russia during a special military operation. I understand how you worry about your loved ones. You can be proud of them, just as the whole country is proud of them and worries about them together with you. Let me emphasize that military conscripts do not and will not participate in hostilities. There will be no additional call-ups of reservists from the reserve. We know, Ian Bremer, there are conscripts in Ukraine and there have been hostilities in Ukraine, so we know that Putin uh, lies, uh, uh, frankly. But do you read any significance into the fact that he does feel compelled to address casualties on national television? Uh, of course. And, and the fact is they're not just casualties, but they're casualties in the service of killing brother and sister Slavs in Ukraine. This is not like the war in Grozny and Chechnya. It's not like the war in Afghanistan. I mean, there are a lot of Russians that are going to feel very uncomfortable and don't know what the war's for uh, when it's Russian against Ukrainian. But I, I have to recognize as well, in the same way that Zelensky has become a hero for the West in the past two weeks of fighting, in the same way the Ukrainians are winning the information war around the world, Putin is winning it in Russia. And a, a majority of Russians believe falsely that the Ukrainians have committed acts of genocide against Russians in occupied Donbass. They believe falsely that the Russians are forced into this war because of aggressive actions by the Ukrainians and NATO. And if the Russians take casualties, as they take casualties, as the Russian economy gets crippled, they blame NATO for that. And they're with Putin. And that's a very serious problem uh, for the West to overcome, the fact that Putin has so much control of the information space inside of Russia. Ian Bremer, grateful for those important insights. All the evidence before us tells us we will be at this uh, for some time. She's asking to use the chair and pie's microphone. She wants to say something to the crowd. 
should just, I think, as like I said, it's weighing on my heart. Yeah. Can have the microphone the for a current minute, international and situation. What say, because the beginning of the night, someone said something Russian or something like this. We didn't, and it was one and shot. But if you'd like to ask her what she wanna say, the supervisor. obviously weighing on her heavily and uh, she feels she just needs to connect with the crowd it's difficult for us to hear this conversation it's somewhat unprecedented if she were to take to the microphone mid-match to say something i think that's what the supervisor's saying Over. As you can see, it just at the background is uh, already out on court, wanting to get on with things. Yes, yes, poor woman is clearly still finding this a struggle emotionally. I'll be honest though, and I've talked to a few people about this on camera, like TK Kirkland. I was a little bit disappointed that Rihanna did not get married before having that baby. Because I feel as someone of her caliber, and when I look at people that are her peers, Jay-Z and Your Beyonce. Peers, fuck all that. It's what makes you happy. Nobody don't give a fuck true. about peers. She a billionaire. What she got to follow somebody else drip for? She what? know what she fucking doing. Everybody ain't got to be motherfuckers and jump in marriages and steal motherfucking sneaking geek. Well, Real they talk. are talking about getting, they are, they are talking about getting married after the baby comes. So, so marriage is potentially in their future. Okay. Well, well, that, that's what they going to do, but you can't judge her for not being married. Fair enough. Like bro, Fair people enough. fucking, if a baby comes, right. the baby's coming. Right. You know, like I'm just saying like, though. I I'm just saying. Okay, let me tell you this though. If Rihanna, you and Rihanna are dating, and she told you she's pregnant, and she's like, "Listen, but I want to get married before announcing this to the world." Are you gonna say no? No. <laughs> it's Rihanna. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. But that doesn't have to go. If that doesn't have to go like that, they have a mutual understanding. Everybody not for no fake ass marriages. Everybody's <laughs> not for it. If they won't do it, they can do it. But they don't have to do it when the world says. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fuck, you can tell somebody else that. You know, like, that's what people, that's what people go wrong at, letting the world make their decisions. I don't let the world make my decisions. I let my heart make my decisions. Right. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has accused Moscow of cynicism, asserting on how Russian troops destroyed buses that were due to evacuate civilians from combat zones, despite announcing a local ceasefire in multiple Ukrainian cities. However, sitting in his office in Kiev, the Ukrainian leader said that Ukraine would still continue to negotiate a peace deal with Russia, further asserting on how he has no intentions of leaving Kiev. Listen in. 
Я залишаюсь тут, залишаюсь у Києві, на Банковій, не ховаючись, і нікого не боюсь, стільки, скільки потрібно, щоб перемогти у цій нашій вітчизняній війні. Let's discuss what's going on with retired U.S. General David Petraeus, the former CENTCOM commander, also former CIA director general. Thanks so much for joining us. As you know, the U.S. now believes what 8 to 10 percent of Russian military assets uh, have already been destroyed in less than two weeks of fighting. Can they sustain that rate of loss for several more weeks or, or even months? Well, it remains to be seen, Wolf. Um, I very much agree with Jim's assessment. Uh, this is a grinding uh, affair. Uh, also, the assessment by uh, retired General Anderson that, again, it's a race between our efforts to supply the Ukrainians and the Russian efforts to actually resupply their forces. Their logistics have been woefully uh, inadequate so far and, and to get set so they can finally launch what they believe will be the main effort attack uh, on Kyiv. Of course, they want to replace the Zelensky government with one that is pro-Russian. That's the overriding objective. Uh, but it's also a race, I think, Wolf, uh, to see how long the Russian soldiers can maintain the intensity. Uh, they're about to enter the most difficult of all combat, and that is urban combat. Uh, we used to discuss, you know, how, how long can you keep soldiers doing this? How many more buildings, uh, how many more rooms can a soldier enter? Each time they enter, the adrenaline's pumping. Uh, it's a very grinding, draining experience. Um, and I don't know that Russia has the replacements. You'll recall uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, we replace some of our forces every six months. Our soldiers, our army forces were replaced every 12 months, uh, 15 months during the surge, a long time in combat. But we always had that rotation going. Um, I'm not confident that Russia can replace uh, the forces that it's losing, much less the entire complement of the forces when they're spent, when they culminate. And, and again, this is not just physical, and it is grinding uh, physically, again, urban combat, but it's also the mental toll that urban combat yeah. takes on those who are the boots on the ground. And when you strip away all the other systems and, and, and logistics and tanks and artillery, and so forth. This really comes down to infantry on the ground who are going to have to go in after Russia has pummeled, in some cases rubbled, uh, areas of the city and clear those. And in the meantime, on the other side, you have the Ukrainian defenders fighting for their homeland, determined not to let Russia take their capital. Uh, and this is going to be a tremendous showdown. Uh, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not convinced that Russia can just crush uh, Ukraine the way that many observers perhaps thought before we saw uh, how woeful some aspects of, of Russian tactics, logistics, and even campaign design have been. Yeah, it certainly hasn't happened yet. Uh, the CIA director, you heard her, uh, uh, says, uh, you heard him say Putin overestimated his own military capacity while underestimating uh, Ukrainian resistance as well as the international response. So why did Putin so gravely by all accounts, miscalculate? Well, I'm sure that, first of all, a lot of his advisors are very cowed, very intimidated by him. You even saw that, actually, with his showdown with his intelligence chief in one of those bizarre, surreal uh, conferences that he had, long speech and so forth. Um, beyond that, of course, they did prevail, in a way, in Syria. Of course, the way they prevailed, ultimately, was they destroyed Aleppo. 
again, it was Syrian forces on the ground, though. It was not the Russian forces. They were doing the air, uh, the bombing campaign and some special operations. Uh, the same in Grozny. If we remember, that was a long, protracted campaign. Uh, there's some real differences here. And number one is just the sheer quality, capability, innovativeness, resourcefulness of the, not just, again, the Ukrainian soldiers, it's also the partisan units and even the other resistance. The, this is the equivalent of, you know, the French in World War II who are just finding every diabolically creative way uh, to make life difficult for the Russians, whether it's jamming their frequencies, changing road signs, uh, or actually picking off the fuel trucks uh, in that 40-mile convoy to exacerbate the logistical challenges that Russia is already experiencing. Um, so again, this is going to be a tremendous showdown uh, in Kyiv. Uh, and again, I don't know how long the Russian soldiers can, can keep at this. If you think of the losses, I mean, they're approaching, approaching again, the, the very high estimate there is starting to approach what we lost in 20 years of combat uh, in, in Iraq. And I remember how difficult uh, some of those weeks and months were. Uh, I can't imagine what the strain must be on the tactical level uh, commanders, uh, those above them. And of course, they've even lost uh, some multi-star generals, another one of them just uh, in, in recent 24 hours or so. Yeah, it's not going well for them. Uh, we'll see how desperate uh, Putin be, becomes. Uh, General David Petraeus, as usual, thank you so much for your analysis. We appreciate it. And now, this. And now, the line every bachelor and bachelorette is forced to say. Clear waters, blue skies, sunshine. It's magical. Seriously, it's like a perfect place to fall in love. Tahiti is the perfect place to fall in love. Chiang Mai is the perfect place to fall in love. St. Thomas is the perfect place to fall in love. Croatia is the perfect place to fall in love. Bimini is the perfect place to fall in love. Iowa is the perfect place to fall in love. Wisconsin is the perfect place to fall in love. Fort Lauderdale is a beautiful place to fall in love. This is the perfect place. Perfect place. It's like the perfect place. Perfect place to fall in love. Fall in love. Fall in love. I'm in Deadwood, South Dakota. This is the perfect place to either fall in love or get shot in the back. My children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on, all right? That's not happening. And I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to, I, I will call every- That's three minutes. You've you gone past your time. It's a policy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll see y'all on Monday. Maui. My beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep beep bebop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar bitches.